Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You want to go ahead and jinx them now and call them your Buccaneers or you want to wait till later? Are you serious? You're going to disrespect me like that? <laughs> yes, I'm going to. You're going to disrespect doing the show with you for a decade. You're going to disrespect right. me like that? Yes. What? What? What are you going to try to claim that you've been a Buccaneers fan your whole life and sitting on Dad's lap watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Steve? Bobo, Young back play in the, the day. cut from Sunday, March twenty second, twenty twenty, please. My Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it was when you had the Cowboys no, no. going. Uh, the on Friday, March 20th, 2020, Tom Brady announced that he was signing with the Buccaneers. Right. On our show, March 22nd, I came out and I said, well, let's just talk about the following year. Congratulations to Tampa. You just won the Super Bowl. I can't actually say he he, that he, does he, he did like say that on March said. 22nd. Yeah. Yes, yes. But then the weekend before the season started, you picked the Cowboys to go I don't to the know. Super Bowl. I, I gave you a prediction a year ahead of time, and you're going to go ahead and belittle me like this? What's wrong with you? Yes, because you, you didn't stick with it. You're trying to stick with a prediction you just made a year ago right now. <laughs> wow. You're, you're, like, adjusting it by two days, and all of a sudden it's okay. Yeah, and here's the thing that, that cracks me up about 
you're taking some sort of credit for calling this and not changing your mind 86 times. What do you always tell me? Shows tonight. The it wasn't tonight. a year ago. It's not a week ago down the road. Well, I can't I help that what I, you said at the start I, of the season. I can't you? help Why? that I'm making my predictions years ahead of time. And and I'm like the stock them. market. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with you? I, how about the predictions no, no, I've been no. making? How, what, what have I been saying for the last, Chris? What have I been saying for the last ten years when it comes to coaching? What do I say about offensive coordinators? Steve? What have I been saying? You don't think they matter. Bingo! Pretty much Bingo! Hey, give me Tom Brady. I'm going to the Super Bowl. Give me LeBron and Anthony Davis. I'm going to the championship. Well, we are broadcasting Jeez. live from the Farmers Insurance <sighs> Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start living today. You're, you're really hurting your elbow, patting yourself on the back for this one. Congratulations. Well, you're not going to do after, it. Somebody's got to do it. After spending the decade that we did this show together, destroying Tom Brady and calling him over the hill and worthless. Now I like he, Tom Brady now. I hate him when he look. I hate him when he's with the Patriots. Now that he's with the Buccaneers, I like Tom Brady. What a day! Uh, both games pretty good. Uh, the Chiefs obviously started to pull away from the Bills late because, I mean, Buffalo's offense just had too many times where they settled for field goals, some in a head scratching oh. manner, uh, and then the incredible, I guess you could say, near comeback by Aaron Rodgers. The Super Bowl is set. It's the Buccaneers and the Chiefs and Arnie. I think there's one lesson that I take away from these postseason, and I know you're all about you, so your lesson is to listen to you a year in advance. We don't change your pick five times. But the lesson I learned is you can't play conservative anymore. I mean, you go back to the first round, the wild card in the playoffs, the divisional round today in the championship series. If it's fourth and short or fourth and five and, and you're deciding whether or not you're going to try to score or kick a field goal or you're going to go for it past midfield, by God, Arnie, you better go for it anymore in today's NFL game because if you don't, you're probably either A, not going to get the football back, or B, you're going to find yourself climbing uphill the entire afternoon. You know, Chris, the two winning quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, should be the first thing we're talking about. Instead, we talk about why did Green Bay kick a field goal? Why are the Bills kicking field goals? I mean, that's going to be topic number one uh, instead of how great these two uh, great quarterbacks wait, wait, were. Wait, 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 wait. Tom Brady threw three interceptions, Arnie. Wow. He single-handedly almost kept Green Bay in that game today. So I'm with you. A I'm couple of those interceptions go- were not his fault. Don't pin that on him. And they were like punts if you want to what one of them was. Did it come out of his hand? <laughs> Did he throw You're the right. Pass? Tom Brady sucks. I he only took Tampa. Let's rag on Tom Brady for three hours. He's only going back to the Super Bowl. Listen, man, Jeez. it got Rob Parker's show during the week. I'm down wow. if it's whatever it takes. Rob Parker's calling to- in sick this week. <laughs> if you're gonna try to tell me that Tom Brady was uh, at that level that we had seen him in championship games before? Okay, fair enough. But my man threw three picks, and a couple of them helped bring the Packers back from the dead in this game today. So I'm with you. He's the GOAT. He deserves a lot of credit, but you got to stop for a moment and realize that Tampa Bay defense is legit, and it's yes. been legit for a couple of seasons. And if they didn't have a quarterback that threw, count them, 30 interceptions last year we might have been having a different conversation not saying they're Super Bowl team like they are this year but uh by God Arnie this is uh, truly a complete team I think in Tampa and I was I was very slow to come around on him I thought that and again Fournette's proven to kind of have a even though he had a tough day today have a bit yeah. of a rebirth 
Um, you, you've seen Mike Evans play, even though he didn't have a ton of catches today. Bottom line is this is a complete team, and that was a well-earned and deserved victory today for Tampa Bay. You know, it kind of reminded me of Tom Brady taking a, uh, just an average Patriot team and going far and going to the Super Bowl. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This is you know, not he, an average Buccaneers team, Arnie. You think this is – okay, T.J. Reeves the, is coming up with this next. You're going to say this is an average football team that's going to the Super Bowl? Are you going to say that this team was any better than any of the Patriot teams that won Super Bowls coming into any given year? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that what you're explaining to me? Um, I think their defense is on par with some of them. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. Actually, I was going to say, if anything, the Patriots had much better defenses. I would give the, oh. Tampa a, a little bit better on the offensive end, maybe a better running backer uh, in that situation or a little bit better receiver or two. Devin White is ridiculous at the linebacker position. You are right on one front. Give me Mike Evans over anyone the Patriots had as a receiver position <laughs> since Randy Moss was there. So, yeah, Tom Brady's got more weapons. But, I mean, to me, I, I think this is more about – and obviously, you're right. You're right, Arnie. The story is going to be Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, and understandably so. But I think It if should you do be, that, yeah. You, I, I, sure, but I, I think you're missing a great story in what – Kansas City has done defensively and what Kansas City has defensively and what Tampa has in playmakers in how Kansas City and, and yes, Mahomes has a lot to do with this, but in how Kansas City has done such an incredible job scheming their guys to get open. And I know you completely disagree with that because you think offensive coordinators are overrated. But I think these are two stories of two complete teams that are playing Actually, in the Super Bowl. I, I, I agree with you, Chris. I, I think defenses, I was going to say this later on, defenses for both of these teams, for Kansas City um, and for Tampa, won these games. I know it's not going to show it, but um, the Bills had to kick, what, three? Is it, I'm not, I've already lost track. Three field goals. Um, you just can't do that. You're never going to beat Kansas City when you're kicking three field goals. And uh, I thought uh, Tampa's defense was just phenomenal. They've been phenomenal the entire playoffs. So defense is put these teams where they are right now. Yeah, and I, I think that the one for Buccaneers fans, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, Bills fans, that they're going to be kicking themselves quite a bit is what that fourth and goal from like the two-yard line and it's 21-9 to nine, and you decide to kick a 20-yard field goal at the end of the first half. <laughs> Unbelievable. Instead of, instead of trying to score going into the locker room, six, uh, maybe even get that two-point conversion and cut it to seven. I, I, I don't even know when we're supposed to go for two and one or not anymore, but yeah. Arnie, exactly. You, you've got to go for the jugular when you get a chance. And I thought it was a fun day, man. I thought it was a great day to open up the bait the rest of the next two weeks well, leading into the Super Bowl. Chris, I, I got to tell you, the Green Bay situation, to kick a field goal down 31-23, where was the ball? I, I, on the eight-yard line? I, I don't even it's five. I, I don't even remember, but it, it's fourth down. This is it. You need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Um, what are you doing? What are you Fourth doing? From the eight with two oh five to go in the game is exactly where you were, Arnie. You're dead on. I don't I, know. I, I I gotta go for it. It's not like it's a hail mary or anything like that. You're, it, it's an eight yard play. Sure, it's it's going to be tough, but I gotta think the numbers are going to tell you you got a what five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent chances. I don't know, but the, the mathematics say you got to go for it and go for two. I, I don't know what he was thinking when he's kicking the field goal and relying on what a two percent chance of recovering the onside kick. I, I don't or or stopping him. You knew they were never going to stop them. That that was never going to happen. Well, you want to uh, you um, you want to hear a pretty upset dude about that decision. Here's <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers afterwards. Did you agree with the decision to kick it there on fourth down? Well, I didn't have a decision on that one. Yeah, that wasn't my decision. But 
understand the thinking above two minutes with all of our timeouts, but yeah, it wasn't my decision. <laughs> wasn't my decision again. Let me ask you a question: Did he give his two cents? Did he put in his two cents? Because I don't think Tom Brady would have walked off the field. Go, hey guys, not my decision. I, 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 I don't want to bother the coach right now. I don't think Patrick Mahomes would have walked off the field saying, "Guys, not my decision." Andy Reid says we can't go for it. I don't want to bother him. Did he open up his mouth? Go, you know what, coach? I think we should go for this. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And the coach um, said, blank you. You don't know what I you're talking about? I, I, I don't know. I mean, every I've never seen a quarterback, even on like fourth and ten, that comes off the field and doesn't say, we need to go for it. So, I mean, I, I would assume that this he had This is not a, about the yardage, same. though, Chris. This is the simple math. You're down by eight. you got to go for it. They're ridiculous. 205 to go in the game. Fourth and goal from the eight. Field goal cuts it to five. Field goal doesn't cut it to a field goal game. Field goal doesn't mean <laughs> that you put yourself in a position and to you where back them you up. They, you can kick a field goal to tie it or something. And if they no. take it over on the H, you back them up. They've got to be a little bit more conservative. They don't want to turn it over back then. All kinds of stuff could happen. Ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and obviously Matt LaFleur is going to be second guest on this one quite a bit. Here was the back and forth with LaFleur after the game, the head coach of the Packers with the reporters. Went into the decision to kick the field goal there on fourth and eight, and do you regret that in hindsight? Yeah, anytime it doesn't work out, you always regret it, right? It was just uh, the circumstances of having three shots, coming away with no yards, and knowing that you not only need the touchdown, but you'd need the two-point. So the way I was looking at it was essentially had four timeouts with the two-minute warning. Not not bad, and, and there's more to that. Which well, he, play he should have said, what on. was your major in college? Oh, wait, that's Coach K. That's my bad. I'm sorry. He's going to go after the Hey, did you major in economics? What's your hardest <laughs> test that you've ever had? I, I thought today was fun, Arnie. There, this uh, is always kind of a bittersweet day because, again, it's it, we've got two weeks now to talk about the Super Bowl. I feel the and, same way, yeah. And, and but, but then again, you're also like, we only got like really two weeks in the 2020 season. Right. And this has been a, an incredible season and all of the topsy turvy moves that have taken place with games and COVID-19. So there's a little bit of depression, but I, I, I do dig this matchup that we have. Yeah. I really do. I think I, that I'm not going to sit here and say I thought that the Buccaneers were going to be there from the moment they got Tom Brady like you did and then change your mind five times. But I think as the season progressed, Arnie, these were the two two of the best teams throughout the season. By the way, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of curious how many fans were at the game. They said what? what <laughs> how many fans were at the Kansas City game? I, they said I, they said what nine thousand at Green Bay. It sure did seem like it was a lot more than they claimed at Kansas City, didn't they? Kansas City, I, I want to know. It's like peanut butter, and they just put a little bit and spread it out across the whole stadium or something. There's no nine thousand. No way there wasn't fifty nine thousand. I kept looking, and there were just people. All all over the place. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, are there, are there, did they put mannequins in there? Because it certainly seems like there's more than eight or 9,000 when I'm watching. Yeah. And Desager, I know that you probably thought the same Gosh. thing to you watching that. Uh, somebody, in fact, watching it with me say, are you sure that's only, and then you had to get the, like the blimp shop to see how, how spread out they were. I but... counted everybody. I was at 39,000 when I stopped. Kansas... No, it looked pretty full. Second game, Kansas City was 17,000 out of roughly 77,000 that they can normally wow. get for a game. And remember, once we get to the Super Bowl in Tampa, the NFL's inviting 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers to attend. Every team's going to select some local workers to attend. So in attendance, 14,500 additional fans. That total will be 22,000 expected in Tampa. Oh, I thought it was... 
part of the 7,500 was not added on. It was part of the original number. So 7,500 plus 14,5. Okay, gotcha. Wow, good for that. Good. Big time. Big and time. there's no regular you know, media day and all the stuff during the week. In fact, there was the report today the AFC champion won't be allowed into Tampa until Friday before the game at the earliest. So Tampa, wow. as they're in their home city, first time in your home stadium for a Super Bowl, they'll be all there all week. It might be Friday, Saturday until Kansas City gets in town. Wow. It's going to be a much different row. I can't wait to see what like Super Bowl row is going to look like or media row. If that even ex- radio row, does that exist anymore? Is that going to be something that still happens? I'm I sure we'll know. find out more as the week rolls on. Well, listen, uh, last week we had a chance to talk to Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter for the Bucks Radio Network, TJ Reeves. Yeah. He's going to join us again coming up next to recap this mediocre team, as Arnie put it, making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we'll talk to TJ coming up here in just a bit. And I'll tell you what, man, Lee DeLapp has loaded us up tonight, so we'll have instant reaction. I'm so glad his team lost, too. Lee DeLapp. Our, 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 <laughs> Well, we got Peter Pukowski coming up to kick off hour number two, so you can rub it into the host of the Locked yes. On Packers podcast. Todd Furman will be in the house from FS1's Fox Bet Live, and then we'll wrap things up with Matt Verderam, your boy from Fan Sided. We're loaded up, and plus your reaction to help fill in the spaces. The best way to get in touch with the show is on Twitter at Genius one S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius in the number one. I'm at Plank Show, and we are rolling on a championship Sunday, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Arnie and Plank. TJ Reeves is next on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. It's Arnie and Plank of Fox Sports Radio. Lead a lap, producing the show. Bubba on the wheels of steel. Steve DeSager on updates as we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. We are joined by TJ Reeves, sideline reporter for the Bucks Radio Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Bucks Sideline Guy. What a performance today! Uh, that defense has really been something else. I've been high on this deep for a while. Uh, and TJ, of course, you bring in Tom Brady. He's been a study in force. How nice is it to finally be going back to the Super Bowl? And by God, a short trip for you, too. Woo. It is surreal on a Sunday night. I believe that we <laughs> talked seven nights ago, Brother Plank, uh, Brother Arnie, about uh, 60 minutes away from being able to play the Super Bowl in your home stadium. And by golly, the Bucks have gone to Lambeau Field and knocked off the Packers and have gotten just that uh, I was just saying off the air to Lee, who I know well from doing previous work with you guys on Fox Sports Radio, this is surreal. Uh, that's the best way that I can describe that 10 months ago, we didn't know, you know, Tom Brady d- decided he didn't want to play in New England anymore. He comes here. Then all the talk is you're going to go to the Super Bowl. And then you had some struggles in November where everybody's wondering, are you just going to make the playoffs or not? And now you're in the big game with a great performance, not just a good performance, but a great performance in Green Bay, guys. You know, TJ, I, I mentioned this when we were talking about Tom Brady. I go, it reminds me of his years with, with the Patriots where he took an average team and took them all the way to the Super Bowl. I thought the uh, Buccaneers were average after last year. Then Brady comes along, makes them a little bit better. Yeah, they added a little bit of parts on the offensive line and here and there, but I thought he took an average team and made them so much better. And now they're in the Super Bowl. Am I way off on that? Were they a much better team than all those other Patriot teams that won Super Bowls? I think you're I think you're somewhat on par that this was a very talented team a year ago that couldn't put it all together especially on offense and uh, again, you're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time. Sorry if, if you're a if you're a Brady hater. Uh, the facts speak for themselves with my God, a tenth championship game win. <laughs> when you're talking about the all-time greats that didn't win this thing five times, a championship game to go to the Super Bowl and he's won it. Now 10 times, uh, so composed. I know he had interceptions in the second half of this game. That's the only time really in the last seven, eight games that we've seen the interceptions going back to the Chiefs loss, which I'm sure we'll touch on here in a minute. But, but there were so many good passes earlier in the game. There were so many passes with the game on the line finally in the fourth quarter that had to be made that the guy is just remarkable at 43 years old to still be chucking it like this. Uh, incredible, but they, they've got a lot of talented players. You, you, saw, you saw Shaq Barrett get three sacks in this game. Devin White, 15 more tackles. I was talking to you about him last Sunday night. 15 yep. more tackles. Leonard Fournette cast off comically by the Jacksonville Jaguars, gets a touchdown in a third straight playoff game. So they, they have talent, guys, and they put it all together again tonight. Well, and, and that's why I vehemently disagree with Arnie. I mean, this was a team that if <laughs> what it was an you? average team. It's what an average half team. of America vehemently <laughs> disagrees with Arnie. I love it. But, but, but I'm just saying, if you say that Tom Brady led an average group of Buccaneers, what a disservice to the Mike Edwards and the Chris Godwins and this whole defense because, 
I mean, listen, it's it's nice to play hindsight's twenty twenty, but you on the they had a guy that threw thirty picks last year. So right. uh, Tom Brady did a great job. I just think that this has been a a defense that's well coordinated and and has some ballers that are just making plays for him. Well, and to your point, five thousand yards of offense a year ago, two one thousand yard receivers, Evans and Godwin, a year ago. Shaq Barrett led the NFL in sacks a year ago, nineteen and a half of them. But the interceptions were killers, and you didn't win the important games. And here you stopped throwing interceptions with Brady down the stretch of the season and into the postseason, and you keep winning the important games, including three of them on the road. How about this? It's amazing now that we have three teams in the 2000s that have gone and won three straight road playoff games in the same postseason and wow. the three previous ones all won the Super Bowl. 05 Steelers, 07 Giants, 2010 Packers. And now the Bucks get a chance to be that fourth team playing at home. A home game at Raymond James Stadium. It's incredible. You know, TJ, I don't even know if you know the answer to this. Chris was bringing this up. Is there like a normal radio row? Are people going? And if they're not going, uh, a lot of radio stations are going to be calling you up. That's for sure. I, I assume you're going to be all over the place. My goodness. There is not a normal radio row. There will be some entities that will be here in various locales, but not what we normally have because of the, the COVID-19 concerns and the social distancing guidelines. Uh, again, it, it is crazy. We talked last week they're going to let first responders, about 7,500 of them, frontline workers and first responders, come into this game that have been vaccinated. About 22,000 total tickets will be sold. I was in the stadium today. Again, full disclosure, we're doing the games remotely off of TV out of the empty stadium, and they're already set up now for the Super Bowl. So it was just it was wild to watch uh, all of that, all the security, all the volunteers they already have here two weeks before the game, and now the Bucks are playing in the game in the stadium against the Chiefs, who are going for the repeat. What did Todd Bowles do? What has he done against Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the big turnover and what uh, earlier in the season or a massive amount of turnover they were consistently in his face. Was there anything they did differently? Was 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 it a mix of blitzes? I mean, what did you see that Todd Bowles was able to do not only today but this season to really frustrate Aaron Rodgers and this Packer offense? Well, they got after him with a four-man rush and mixing in the blitz. But the four-man rush, first and foremost, was was very effective today. And they welcomed back the big defensive tackle, Vita Veyes. I like to say he's as big as a school building at 350 pounds, maybe closer to 370. In the middle of that defense, the former first-round pick had a broken leg early in the year, has been trying to come back, rehabilitating the broken leg. He was important out there for about 20, 25 plays, jamming up the middle and not allowing Rodgers to step up. And that allowed Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett to come around the ends without them having to blitz. So they, they got pressure without having to blitz. Then when they did mix in the blitz, uh, it, it, it just uh, turned out to be enough plays. And again, Rodgers made plays in this game and in the second half. The Buccaneers just made more of them in the fourth quarter of the game. What happened the uh, the last time these two teams played? Uh, Chiefs won, and, you know, they had a 17-point uh, lead in the fourth. Uh, Brady gets a couple of touchdowns, but uh, it was a little too, little too late. Too much Tyreek Hill. He had 200 yards in the first quarter of the game Oof. in November. Mahomes was fantastic. Buccaneers made a couple of plays to make the game interesting, but Brady had a crucial interception again in the fourth quarter. And let's be honest here. The formula has got to be clean it up. You can't get away with throwing three interceptions like he did really in the second half here against Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
Uh, but that is for two weeks from now. For right now, you're rejoicing that you get the rematch. Again, credit the Chiefs. They're back for the repeat. But the story tonight is Brady on a new team away from the Patriots has won three playoff games in a row on the road. Wow. Something he never had to do in New England. And they're now in the Super Bowl, guys. Hey, uh, TJ, let's go on this. What about just for this city? Not you had the Rays go to the World Series, Lightning win the uh, Cup. Now yes. you have the Bucks playing for the Super Bowl title in their own stadium. What a time to be a Tampa sports fan! When I left Raymond James Stadium, this is now about two and a half hours ago. We got off the air around nine Eastern time, and I got out of there. The horns were blaring everywhere from the cars around the stadium as I continued to drive out of the area. Everybody is blaring horns in my neighborhood. They were shooting off fireworks. There are Buccaneer fans going nuts. You're absolutely right, guys, that this is a remarkable time with a Lightning Stanley Cup win, the Rays making the World Series, and now the Bucks. Uh, have gotten to the Super Bowl for the first time in 18 years. Who knows what happens in two weeks? That's for two weeks from now. For right now, you got it done and you knocked off the big bad Packers in Lambeau Field when everybody said it's going to be cold and it's Aaron Rodgers' time. Uh Uh-uh, it's Tom Brady's time one more time with a new team. So wow. Cool. Thank you, TJ. We appreciate Thanks, you staying TJ. up late, man. Have a blast the next few weeks. Congrats. Hey, it's, it's a date in two weeks. When, when the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl, yes. I'm back with you on Fox Sports Radio, boys. Uh, I Thanks, love TJ. it. I love it. You can follow TJ on Twitter, at Buck Sideline uh, Guy. TJ Reeves, appreciate him. All right. Thanks. As we come to you live from the Farmers My Insurance Buccaneers. Fox Sports yes. Radio studio, Steve DeSager comes rolling in to get us caught up on everything, including the Woo. Super Bowl matchup being said. What's up, Steve? Yeah, Tampa Bay against Kansas City because of another Chiefs comeback. You know, Patrick Mahomes in his very young career has already had four playoff starts when he's down by two scores and ends up winning by two scores. Ridiculous. They were down 9 nothing early Ridiculous. Tonight. They beat Buffalo 38-24. to The Chiefs are 16-2, and and one of those losses was when they sat starters at the end of the regular season. Patrick Mahomes with three short touchdown passes, 325 yards. Travis Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards and two touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill in the win, nine receptions, 172 yards. However, Kansas City left tackle Eric Fisher suffered an Achilles injury, so he could miss the Super Bowl. Right tackle Mitchell Swartz out since November with a bad back. So, yeah, we could have the defense that you're talking about for Tampa Bay, which regular season ranked number six, could be facing a Kansas City team missing both starting tackles. And Tampa Bay, these last two games, has four interceptions. Five sacks. They had the five sacks against Aaron Rodgers today. Tampa Bay, a winner in the NFC title game, 31-26 at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers did have 346 yards passing in the defeat. Three touchdowns, one interception. No P.I. was called on that play. In fact, Tampa Bay, two penalties for eight yards is all in this win. Tom Brady, three touchdown passes. His team led 28-10 early in the second half and then Brady threw three interceptions on their next three drives but a difference in the game Green Bay settled for a short field goal two different times and lost by five so seven wins in a row for the Bucks. and you mentioned the name of linebacker Devin White of Tampa Bay 15 total tackles today nine solos and a fumble recovery last week we brought up his name on the show because in that playoff win he had 10 solo tackles an interception a fumble recovery and a tackle for loss at new orleans 
wow, this year's Super Bowl will be February 7th in Tampa. Then next season, it'll be at the L.A. Rams' new stadium. By the way, Tampa Bay on next season's schedule will play the four AFC East teams, Tom Brady's old division. Yes. Tight end Greg Olson retired on the air today. He'll work for Fox TV. The Chargers' new offensive coordinator will be Joe Lombardi from the Saints, according to ESPN. In the NBA, the late game has the Trailblazers up 84-69 over the Knicks late in the third quarter. Charlotte won on a last-second layup at Orlando. Boston ripped Cleveland, and the Clippers won their seventh straight, beating Oklahoma City 108-100. Kawhi Leonard, 34 points. Leonard also had nine rebounds, eight assists, and no turnovers in the game. There is a college basketball game, guys, on FS1. But it's Air Force at home. And the way I word it uh, that way, because I saw these two teams play on FS1 on Friday. It's a series in the Mountain West Conference. You play the same team twice because of the whole travel and COVID, all this. In the Friday game at Air Force, San Diego State led just before halftime 52-14. to 14. Their current lead is 75-44 at Air Force wow. with oh seven minutes to go. Wow. Which is still not as bad as that Friday night game because with 10 minutes left in that one, San Diego State led 80-28. to 28. Jeez. In fact, Air Force at that time had 28 points, about 28 turnovers, and only about 28 field goals attempted because of all the turnovers. Gosh. So, yeah, eh, predictable blowout here. The Aztecs are going to go to 11-4. and four. And, by the way... We're back to the show in a second. First, a word from farmers. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges are affiliate products not available in every state. By the way, Green Bay next season will be hosting Pittsburgh, hosting Cleveland, hosting Seattle, and the Rams on wow. the Packers' yeah. schedule next year. Back to you. By, by Thanks, the way, Plank, uh, this Sam Farmer put this out. According to game time, in-the-door prices for Super Bowl tickets start at... Eleven thousand dollars. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That doesn't sound like that's too much than normal, does it? I don't know. I've seen I, four and five thousand before on the second hand. I've never seen eleven thousand. Shop if that doesn't seem like too much to you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, oh, they're my, only letting in, you know. Roller. <laughs> I don't know what you're. What else you're doing on the side in Vermont? But holy smokes, Arnie is Mister Moneybags. Remember, oh, yeah, he, sure, he won yeah. that game show and turned down the trip to Micronesia. Right. He's, <laughs> he's got all the money in the world. We're broadcasting uh, live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Eight 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 Farmers. Call one eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. By the way, uh, the true lifelong fan in this family is your wife. Oh yes. How's she doing tonight? Uh, she was bitter. Um, she actually thought that they were going to win the game when they were up 9 nothing. So it, it made it even worse for her. It, like, ripped our heart out and stomped at it and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I guess it, it was it makes it worse when I say stuff. You know, I guess I should have just kept my mouth shut. Probably. But every, you know, every time something bad happened, I go, I told you that was going to happen. You know, they're not as good as Kansas City. And she'd give me the death stare. So I, you know, I just like, you know what, I'm just, I'm. Just going to get ready for the show. Yo, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Arnie, when was the last time you actually kept your mouth shut about <laughs> I know, right? What are you doing? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I, that's an honest question. Like, when was the last time something happened and you didn't have something yeah. 
Arnie-esque to say I would have it. to say probably uh, before I could learn to talk, so I'll say a year and a half. Otherwise, I once I uh, once I started talking, I never shut up. So there you go. <laughs> and you in the right profession, bro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I, I bring up how the wife's doing because our buddy Paul at uh, Bill's Mafia 1985 checked in and said, disappointing day all around, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Not just how my Bills played, but I am so tired of Tom Brady. Rodgers versus Mahomes I could get behind. Tom Brady is yesterday's news. So boring. The yeah. Bills lose and Tom Brady is still going to the Super Bowl. Who knew 2021 could get even worse than last year? I love that. I didn't even oh, think about that ball. for the Bills fans out there. Brady leaves, and he's still going to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I, again, it wasn't that the Bills played the worst game. It wasn't like they got completely got blown out. But, yeah, it was disappointing. I, I thought of 9-0 they were, it was going to be a, at least a down-to-the-wire game. I did, too. I did, too. I guess, you know, it's almost like the Chiefs play rope it up And... As somebody who probably watches way too much AFC West football because I don't hide my allegiances here. I'm a Raiders fan. But it, I feel like they do. They did this every single game this year. And they only got bit once, right? right? And the Raiders bit them. And that was it. Every other game was like, oh, this is tight. Might come down to the wire. And they win. If it's a shanked field goal by the Falcons, which would have only forced overtime, and they still would have won in overtime. If it was like a 90-yard field goal that the Panthers tried, whatever it was, I almost get this sense that Kansas City is that team, and I, this is not a knock, this is praise, that you always think is in trouble, and what do they do in the end? They just just rip your hearts out, and that's what the Chiefs did today. And not only did they rip their heart out, but then they uh, they kind of pushed around a little bit on Buffalo near the end, and it got uh, got a little bit got a little dirty late. But my God, Arnie, this is just something special. Andy Reid's got going on right now in Kansas my- City. By the way, I, I, just so I understand this correctly, Go because I, I'm going to be calling up all the college coaches, um, uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and head coaches saying, can you please tell me the reason why you didn't want a first-round draft pick in the NFL on your college team? Because when he only got one scholarship, that was Wyoming. So I want to know the teams that are in last place, why they couldn't use a first-round draft pick, or maybe they just don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to judging talent. This is remarkable that the kid got one scholarship, one, and it was to Wyoming. I, I want to know uh, you know, why all these other teams go, nah, he's not for us. We're not even going to give you a scholarship. You're no good. You're no good. We don't want you. What's wrong with people? I think you could start by calling 520-621-CATS. <laughs> Arnie, that's the University of Arizona. Oh, yeah, I can, talk, we can start with that. So you, you I could guess start so. there yeah. if you wanted. Is You know what? It's it's kind of wild because you even go back to that 2016 draft. Is, is that is that my math? Is that right? Or is, I don't know. 16, whenever it was, whenever you had, you had Baker and you had right. – Lamar Jackson and you had Josh Rose and I mean you and I sat there and debated back and forth. Sam Darnold, yeah. It was seventeen. What did I say? Sixteen. But go ahead. Okay, seven. No, it wasn't even seventeen. I'm sorry. It was the uh, it was the eighteen draft. It was the seventeen season. You had Baker. You had Sam Darnold. You had Josh Allen. You had Josh Rosen. You had uh in, in, in the latter part of the first round. You had Lamar Jackson. You had five quarterbacks go in the first round. And I still to this day think that there are people that are like, well, you know, I still probably would have taken Sam Darnold over Josh Allen because we're just stubborn morons sometimes when it comes to the NFL. Right. But as much as nice as Baker Mayfield has been for Cleveland, as well as Lamar Jackson has worked out in how they use him in Baltimore, Arnie, if you redraft the 2018 NFL draft, 
I mean, Josh Allen's got to be the first quarterback off the board now, right? Possibly, I mean, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But at I, least just, those other amazing. but those other quarterbacks you mentioned still were and I don't <laughs> buy into the Baker Mayfield I didn't have a scholarship thing let's not play into that um, you know uh, Sam Darnold he was a USC guy well, uh, Josh Allen was Wyoming for ahead. crying out loud Wyoming I mean <laughs> well, my Baker goodness did, he 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 walked on at both Texas Tech and Oklahoma so I mean why buy into the truth Arnie it's never fun no but he he could have gotten many scholarships too it wasn't like if he if he didn't want to walk on he could have probably gotten what dozens of scholarships fighting with you over this my point is that josh allen if you were to redraft regardless of how many scholarship offers he did or didn't have would he be the guy that would go over Lamar Jackson now? At Absolutely. One? Okay. Definitely number one. Absolutely. I, I, I think Lamar Jackson, um, I may put him at number three, uh, but I, I would say that, uh, yeah, I would have to put Josh Allen at number one. All right, when we come back, more of your tweets. We'll hit the locker room, post-game audio, play-by-play cuts, and Pete Pikowski is going to join us right after the top of the hour to try to figure out what went wrong with the Packers. It's all coming up with Arnie and Plank on a championship Sunday edition of Fox Sports Radio. It's a great football team. They've been playing well all season, and uh, you know to come beat them at home. There were nine thousand fans. It felt like a little more than nine thousand, but uh, just great to get another road win. And now we got a home game. Who would ever thought you know a home Super Bowl for us? But we did it. Tom Brady, <laughs> Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl as we come uh. to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call eight 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 Farmers, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Nine thousand. <laughs> you know, yeah. Hey, you know what? I agree yeah. with you. In both Arrowhead and in Lambeau today. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can sit here and debate on how different it is with the crowds. Either they did an incredible job of of juicing up the, the noise just a little bit, or uh Arnie, they had a few more than nine thousand in there because that's what it felt like today. It felt loud in both places. Did they take away some seats and make a ninety feet a ninety thousand seat stadium into twenty thousand that just looked more crowded? I don't know. I it, it, it looked pretty packed to me. Well, I, I will say this much. It was it was fun. And and I know that that's not some sort of incredible salient point today on the show. Oh my gosh, you had fun. Great. Good. I'm a Bills fan. I didn't have fun. I'm a Packers fan. I didn't have fun. But both teams had their opportunities today. I mean, you if you're Paul, who regularly checks in as a diehard Bills fan, you can't complain and say, well, we just didn't show up and we didn't play our best. I mean, you had chances in that game. If you're a Packers fan, Arnie, you're coming away today. You had chances. I mean, these were two, and I know the final score in the Bills-Chiefs game had kind of got a, a, away from Buffalo a bit, 38-24 with the Chiefs winning, but I thought they were two in, incredibly competitive, fun games we had today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't go by so much of the score, but you're right. The Bills had a 9 nothing lead, so they certainly had their chances to win. They had to settle for, was it, for three field goals when they got yeah. down. Now, that wasn't going to win it. And Green Bay had the ball two different times down 28-23, and then another time down 31-23, and they elected to kick the field goal. So they've got nobody to blame but themselves right now. All right, let's get a couple of tweets, shall we, because Twitter has been on fire uh, tonight. I really like this from Adam, speaking of the Packers, and we've got – as we've mentioned a couple of times, Peter Bukowski coming up in our next segment. We're going to hit Vegas and start talking about some of the, the early numbers and lines for the Super Bowl. It's, it's the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, Brady v. Mahomes. I, I thought the passing of the torch was last year in the AFC Championship game, Arnie, but apparently we'll have that storyline again. Uh, and then our final hour, Matt Verderham is going to join us. But Adam writes, and I like this, at Crimson Monarchy, 
So Rodgers can win a Super Bowl with a 10 and 6 squad. Yet all the 13 and 3 and 12 and 4 and 15 and 1 years in with the Packers losing in embarrassing fashion. Is it possible, Arnie, that Rodgers' Super Bowl win was a fluke after all? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was going to say, he's not living up to expectations when his career is done. If he only has the one Super Bowl, um, absolutely not lived up to expectations. When's the last time they won in 2010? I mean, get out of here. Packer fans got to be beside themselves, and Rodgers got to be looking in the mirror going, what the hell happened to me? He's he's one more than Dan Marino. He's going to look at himself. He's almost like the Dan Marino, except he got the one Super Bowl. How about that? Yeah, 2010, they won the Super Bowl. And since then, they've played in the NFC Championship four times. Uh, and in those four trips, they've lost to Seattle, which, by the way, is that game that they probably had no business losing. That was the onside kick debacle when the Seahawks won that game. They lost. They got smoked by the Falcons in 2016. And then they lost last year to the 49ers. And then they lost this year to the Buccaneers. Hey, Arnie, at least they're losing to a, a plethora of teams. It's le- at least it's not the same team every single time, right? So they Does got that make that you feel better? <laughs> Is that supposed to make you feel better because it's different teams? I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something, but Peter's going to join us next. I hate to say anything is fluky, but, you know, you're looking at a guy that won the MVP twice in a four-year span. He's probably going to win the MVP again this year. But, I mean, I, I mean, after the game, there's a conversation that's centered around. I don't want to say that. He alluded that nobody's job is safe, but Arnie, he seemed to allude that everyone's on the cutting block right now, in all honesty. So, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how we can describe it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's, a, that, that it's a fluke that he won the Super Bowl, but I'm going to tell you it is fascinating to see when they have a really, really good team like it appeared they did this year, last yeah. year, like they did in 2014, how it comes up short. Peter Bukowski joins us next. We're hitting up Vegas Vegas with Todd Furman late next hour and tons of your tweets as we recap the championship Sunday on Fox. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford 
Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Ah, yes, hour two, Arnie and Plank. We're loaded this hour, Todd Furman, coming up here in just a bit, guest-wise. I mean, we're always loaded on this show. We're going to hit some post-game sound coming up in just a bit. Uh, More of Arnie's reaction, your tweets as well. And as we come to you tonight live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, all you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food you guys and your friends ate again? Call 888-FARMERS for a quote. With that in mind, we welcome in our buddy Peter Bukowski. We are farmers. (laughs) Well done, Bobo. Well done. We welcome in our buddy Peter Bukowski. Not only writer for the uh, SB Nation, host of the Locked On Packers podcast, and a new podcast, Locked On Today, which I urge all of you to check out. I've already subscribed so I can be smart. Uh, but, Peter, let's focus on Green Bay today. What what went wrong, in your opinion, from breaking down the film of the Packers' loss to the Buccaneers for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Well, a couple different things, guys. This was uh, one, of those, one of those games that is going to look familiar to a lot of Packer fans in the first half. It looked a lot like 2011 when when the 15 and one Packers went into the playoffs against the New York Giants and they give up a hail mary at the end of the first half. There's drops, there's fumbles, there's a lot of weirdness from the best offense in football. And then the second half looked a lot like the 2014 playoff exit against the Seahawks. The defense comes up with three takeaways and the Packers' offense managed six points, including two three and outs off those takeaways. So it's like, okay, was it the defense's fault? Was it the offense's fault? Well, no, it's sort of both of their faults. Neither side of the ball played well enough to win in a game where Tampa didn't play sparkling football either, but they they played the better game than Green Bay did. And, and when you have your star players, Devontae Adams with a drop in the end zone, mm. that's seven that turns into three. Okay, that's four points. Aaron Jones fumbles on the first possession coming out of the second half. He's a star player, a star running back fumbles, sets up a Buccaneers touchdown. That's 11 points in a, in a game you lose by five. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Pete, what were you saying when they decided to go for the field goal with a little over two minutes left in the game? Uh, we were all scratching our heads. What were you thinking? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I, I think that, you know, the numbers are going to say something about it. Obviously, there have been different models that have modeled it different kinds of ways. I just saw that the Packers had a 10% win probability when they when they decided to kick the field goal and would have had a 10% probability if they went for it. I understood the thinking that Matt LaFleur explained after the game where he said, look, we knew we needed a touchdown and a two-point, which is really two plays. When you say a one-score game and it's eight, that's not right. quite true. So you you need to get a stop either way. Even if the Packers get the touchdown, you tie the game. You still need to stop the Bucks from scoring to send it to overtime. So if you if that's the idea, and I think that was the idea, you get the field goal. You have four timeouts basically because you have three timeouts plus the two minute warning. 
you think if you get a stop, you're going to get the ball back with a chance to win the game. I understand it. I don't think that's the big takeaway from this game. I don't think that's the decision that is going to keep Matt LaFleur up at night. I think... I think there are other things like the Mike Patton coverage call at the end of the first half that, you know, they're playing cover one robber against, mm. uh, against Tom Brady with what, 16 seconds left in the, in the second quarter where the only thing that can beat, yeah. you, beat you is a deep ball. And that's what beat them. That was backbreaking for this team. Hey, it was interesting in the post game, Peter and Peter Bukowski is our guest SB nation locked on Packers locked on today podcast coming soon. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not saying that he plays games in the media, but sometimes I think he he realizes the stage. And when he talked about, hey, you know, I don't want to say everyone's job's on the line, but hey, who we don't know who's coming back. What did you make of that? Was was that a bit of a subtle shot? Because he's not going anywhere next year. What did what did you make of that comment? Well, you're not going to say it, but I'll say it. Aaron Rodgers plays games in the media, <laughs> and uh, that that's that most. By the way, most superstar players do. I mean, LeBron James loves to play games with the media. I mean, it's just, it's sort of the right that you get when you are a superstar player. It was, um, I did not take it to be as dramatic as some of, uh, of the, of the beat writers for the team. I know that there was some, some consternation. Matt Schneiden for the athletic wrote a column about it. Um, Jason Wildey, who's covered the Packers and known Aaron Rodgers pretty well for, you know, almost two decades felt like it was, um, you know, a, a, almost a teary-eyed goodbye. And, and I, I think, to me, when I watched it, um, you know, where it's Zoom, so it's a different experience. You're not there. You don't get the same sort of um, person-to-person contacts to make these, these sort of determinations. But my, my take was he sounds like a guy who is understanding that his best chance at a Super Bowl, maybe for the rest of his career, might have just walked out the door. Mm. And that is a pretty brutal thing to realize when you're, you know, you're, you're getting up there in age, you're 37 years old. Um, you know, th- this is not a given. And, and he's seen the end of Drew Brees' career uh, where, you know, they, they have what looks like the best team and they lose in the divisional round a couple of times. They lose in the NFC championship game at home, much like the Packers did. He knows what goes into this, that you get the first round by and you still, you secure home field advantage and you still aren't able to get to the Super Bowl. It's got to be just an absolute gut punch for him and, and the rest of this team. And he knows he doesn't have very many opportunities left. Um, I don't, I mean, look, 99.1% chance that he's going to be the quarterback next year. Um, and my guess would be 0.8 of the rest of that percentage is maybe he decides, look, this just isn't worth getting, you know, your butt kicked to the way that physically it takes <laughs> the toll on your body. And then there's that 0.1% that is, hey, the nuclear option. I, I still don't think that's something that he would do. I, I think he cares about his legacy in Green Bay too much to say, hey, I need to get out of here. I need, you know, you guys, we can't keep doing this. Um, but it, it, it certainly, I, I think he understands the gravity of this missed opportunity. Pete, what did you say, repeat verbatim what you said when they threw the flag at the end of the game for the pass interference to give <laughs> Tampa the win? What did you say? Uh 
you guys still have SEC standards, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, no, um, I, I. It was I, the first thing that I thought live watching was that he just tricked. It looked like yes. his feet just got tangled. Yes. And and on the replay, okay, you can see Kevin King gets a, a bit of the jersey. And and I thought Mina Kimes from ESPN put it perfectly. Yes, it's PI, but for the first three quarters, it was not PI. We saw the, almost the identical thing happen to Alan Lazard on Sean Murphy Bunting's interception at the end of the first half. Um, no call. They let them play all game. And on a play where, let's be honest, guys, Tom Brady airmailed the throw. Tyler Johnson Good is point. open, and, and Kevin King has a bit of his jersey, sure, but it doesn't really affect the receiver's ability to make that catch. So on a day where you're going to let them play all day, why are you calling that in that situation? And don't forget, that's a minute 48 left with a timeout for Aaron Rodgers to go down the field and potentially punch his ticket to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the game could have gone very different. And, and, and guys, you, you opened asking me about the field goal. Think about how we think differently about LaFleur's decision to kick the field goal there. If they're down five now with a minute 30 after the punt and a timeout with a chance to go win the game. LaFleur oh, looks like a genius oh. in that scenario, doesn't he? Yeah. You know what's interesting? I don't know if if this is me trying to make more of a story, but does Tom Brady have, say, San Francisco in this position if he went to San Fran? Or, I mean, listen, I don't don't know if anyone's going to get by Kansas City or Vegas or the Chargers. I mean, was this the one spot where he could have taken a team to this point, Peter? Or do you think he elevates just about anywhere else he went that was on the cusp? I mean, this team was was pretty primed with with the offensive talent that they had. You know, they didn't have Antonio Brown in this game. They didn't have Anton Winfield Jr. in this game. But the the development that they got from Devin White and Levante David, and you you catch lightning in a bottle with Anton Winfield. You get this pass rush with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, let's let's say that that Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Chargers. You know, because that was one of the other names that was out there. Let's say he goes to L.A. Well, we saw what Justin Herbert did with the Chargers, and and they still couldn't win those games. So, you know, that's a talented football team. Yeah. There, there is a little bit of a, a Tom Brady magic that you just you have to account for. And I know and I'm someone who loves the numbers. You guys know that, that, I, you know, the analytics and all that stuff. I'm a big believer in all that stuff. But. You know, it was one of those things, the 52-yarder to Chris Godwin on third and long that Darnell oh. Savage tips and falls right into the hands of Godwin. You're just like, okay, I guess it's just that day. It's just that kind of day. Or the, or the kickoff that backs up like a sandwich from 60 yards out <laughs> on, on Jamal Williams. It's just like, is this really, like, what deal? I, I, I want Tom Brady's lawyer when he was, t- was sat down with Lucifer to make this deal because I, I need him on every deal I ever make. Oh, I love. Hey, let me ask you this, Pete. Um, now that we know that Belichick is just a mediocre coach, now um, how many wins would the Patriots? How many wins would the Patriots have had uh, if Brady was playing for them this year? Well, they still have no one to throw the ball to. That's the problem. Yeah, but they and, never and, have anybody and, to throw the ball to. Well, okay, that's true. But they didn't last year, and and they lost. Right. And, and the AFC is tough this year. I mean, it, the AFC East, we saw Miami, they get to 10 wins. That was a good football team. Buffalo, you know, I know they lost, but that was still a pretty good team. I don't know that Tom Brady fundamentally alters the destiny of the Patriots this season with, with the COVID opt outs and all of that stuff. But look, I mean, Matthew Stafford could be on that team next year. 
and think about how that could alter what's going on. And we think the Bills are going to own that division. Well, what if all of a sudden Bill Belichick retools with Matthew Stafford and, you know, they, they have a, a, you know, some draft capital to work with. They've got some money to work with. They have a bunch of, of money to sign free agents. They want, what if the Patriots get Matt Stafford and Allen Robinson next year? I mean, Stafford, I like him. You don't like Robinson as a receiver? No, I don't. I, I just went quarterback wise. Though I want, I want Matthew Stafford. That that's my, um, that would be my number one priority. Even over Deshaun Watson, I want Matthew Stafford. Wow. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not going to go with you there. Uh, Deshaun Watson is one of <laughs> Watson is one of the five best quarterbacks in football. I want that guy. He's 25, and uh, he cares. I mean, I, I think him in Miami would be really, really fun. And I, I said this when the, when the news broke. We we have to we have to at all costs prevent Deshaun Watson from going to San Francisco because uh, we would have 49ers Chiefs in the Super Bowl every year every for year. the next 10 years. It would just be a wrap. <laughs> uh, well, hey, Peter, we can't wait to talk to you more throughout the non-football season with the new Locked On Today podcast. We'll spread the word, man. We appreciate your time throughout the year, and good luck chasing down what's at least from Aaron Rodgers' postgame press. It could be a very interesting <laughs> offseason in Green Bay as well. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pete. Peter's a really good follow on Twitter, too, at Peter underscore Bukowski. We appreciate him joining us a little bit later here on Fox Sports Radio. But, boy, could you – I'm trying to steer clear of all the fun quarterback talk right now, Arnie, because – I know you are. Right? It's so hard for me because – It's tremendous. You've got Stafford now that's mutually agreed with the Lions that they're going to try to move him. But that's not a surprise. We've been talking about that for a while, though. But, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it. But now it's open. Right. Whenever someone goes, hey, this is happening. The Deshaun Watson trade, I still don't think it's going to happen. But I also never thought Khalil Mack would get traded. So take that for what it's worth. And then, Arnie, you add to it. And Rodgers with his cryptic little comment. Guys like Mbobo and I talk about this a lot. Dak Prescott's not under contract right now. I mean, Mitch, I try to bring up Mitch Trubisky as a big name. But you get my point. There's a lot of, but I'm telling you what, it's, We've got the entire offseason for that because we've got, by God, we've got Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. We've got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. We've got a Super Bowl to preview, right? And, and right. Uh, not only that, uh, I was looking at the line, Tom Brady, three-and-a-half-point dogs on this one. What do you think you could have gotten Tampa Bay? And we'll ask Todd Furman this, oh, like, what, 30-1 to 1 before, you know, right as he joins the team? There's gonna be, I wonder if there's going to be some people getting real rich if Tampa wins the Super Bowl. Well, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, we'll ask him. Todd Furman, Vegas Insider for FS1's Fox Bet Live is next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Arnie and Plank broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studio. It's called Farmers Today for a quote. NFC champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Packers today 31-26. Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Third championship game appearance, third straight, second straight in the Super Bowl, 38-24. They beat the Bills. So what does that mean from a Vegas perspective? Todd Furman joins us, FS1's Fox Bet Live, the Bet the Board podcast. Uh, Todd, anything really kind of surprise the books? Anything kind of shock people today, or did it go about according to plan? Uh, I wouldn't say a surprise by any stretch of the imagination, but when you look at the way the Green Bay Packers game was bad, probably the best decision for the house, uh, when about seven out of every ten tickets came in on Green Bay, the general public thought that uh, clearly Tampa Bay had been overvalued in this particular spot, and we saw the Bucks go out there with an aggressive game plan, take advantage, and for maybe the first time all season, uh, we saw the Packers offense struggle in the first half, ultimately digging themselves too deep a hole at 28-10 to 10 to come back and erase that deficit. Todd, the books have got to be nervous. Tampa wins. How many people? What was it before Brady joined the team? Like 30 to 1 or something like that? And he joins the team. And what does it slowly go down? 25 to 1, 20 to 1, 15 to 1, or, or whatever it is. Um, and people love betting on Tom Brady. I got to assume that a lot of money came in on Tampa. There's a good amount of liability going into the box. Uh, it depends on which books you talk to in terms of what the figure potential loss could be. Uh, Tampa was available at 50 or 60 to 1 early on in the process, but that was with Jameis Winston. There wasn't a whole lot of liability uh, going to the Bucks. Then, once Tom Brady ended up moving over there, you saw that number get cut down to about 20, and the price continued to decrease from that point going forward. Uh, you know, what's interesting, though, a lot of the books that I've spoken to said Kansas City would typically be the best-case scenario for them. Even being defending champs, their odds were never that high up, uh, yet every book is a little bit different. They may have clients that can skew their balance sheets a little bit here or there, but definitely will be an interesting game, and I can tell you books will be rooting for a lower-scoring contest, knowing all the marquee superstars on both sides, especially in the props market, that people are going to look to bet over the total. Todd, you surprised to see the success that road teams have had? I know that this has been a constant conversation. I feel like we've had every single week, but even with 9,000, it seemed loud at Lambeau, but 
Brady and the Bucks get it done on the road. How much of a difference was it truly not having fans there in 2021, in your opinion? Or 2020, excuse me. Uh, they, they could have played that game on the moon, to be quite honest. And I don't think Tom Brady was going to be rattled by any type of environment they went into. If anything, you could see the pressure in the, in the uh, Green Bay Packers' faces early on in that game. Whether it was questionable play calling or Aaron Rodgers looking rattled, which you don't see all that often. Uh, I'm still scratching my head how Matt LaFleur ultimately makes the decision to kick a field goal oh. uh, late in that game instead of going for it on fourth and goal. Don't get me wrong. I'm a math guy through and through. I know the analytics. Say kicking a field goal there when you have a full complement of timeouts actually increases your win probability by about a percent or two, but that's typically where you have to use feel in that game a little bit more. When you have a Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers, you have to take your chances and not give the ball back to another Hall of Famer. It's a little different story if we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chicago Bears, which Mitchell, which Mitchell Trubisky and Mike Glennon, if you want to play the probabilities. Uh, and ultimately, that's a decision and I think it's tough uh, for Packers fans, the Packers players, and you could hear some of that frustration in Aaron Rodgers' voice in some of his post-game press conference comments. All right, Todd, conspiracy theory time. Feel free to use this on your big TV show. Um, (laughs) Six seconds left in the half. Tom Brady's thinking six seconds left, so I might as well go deep. But there was really eight seconds left, and I don't think he knew that because they added the two seconds late. Matter of fact, a lot of announcers didn't even know that there was eight seconds left. He goes deep. If he knows there's eight seconds left, he may go to the sideline, get five more yards, kick the field goal. I don't think he knew they put two extra seconds on the clock. I'm not going to go that far. I think he identified the coverage that he had on the outside. It was single man, knowing that his fastest receiver in Scotty Miller could take advantage of that. Ultimately, I'm not quite sure what kind of defensive scheme the Packers are running there. They take a page out of Greg Williams' playbook. Uh, and ultimately, that's a touchdown that, that, again, you can't kind of overcome in a game of this magnitude when you give up the momentum score going into the half. To Green Bay's credit, though, they fought valiantly to get back in that game at 28-23. Uh, and you think, hey, look, all the momentum is starting a shift and, it, and then Tampa ultimately gets after Rodgers, finds a way to disrupt some of the flow and, and it's a game that I think you know when you look back on it, it was one of the better played games as far as NFC championships will go. You just wonder how that scenario could have been different if Green Bay elects to go for it instead of kicking the field goal at 31-23. Then you get a stop. You still have a chance to go up uh, and at least tie the game with a two-point conversion. Todd, interesting point on Twitter. Uh, MGM John brings it up. Kind of shocked to see the Chiefs a three-point fave. I'm not. I thought it might be five when it came out. But do you think we'll see this number move more towards the Buccaneers, maybe where it ends up at by kick time, one and a half to two maybe for the Chiefs? Well, this number opened three and a half, and immediately you saw those hooks disappear from the market. I mean, I talked to some of the bigger betting groups out there. I know they made this particular point spread, and it definitely wasn't three and a half if you build in even a point for Tampa Bay's home field advantage here. But what you're going to see is the recreational better who remembers the first meeting between these two teams. And it's hard to ignore when Kansas City had nearly 200 yards of receiving generated by Tyreek Hill against this Buck secondary. But this is a different setup. We know that if there's one defensive coordinator that's owned Tom Brady in recent meetings, especially in games of this magnitude, it's been Steve Spagnuolo, who just happens to be the D.C. in Kansas City. So when I look at the t- side here, uh, I think if you grab three and a half, you figure out what to do with that number later. Uh, but there's no doubt that you saw very real professional money come in on the total that opened as high as 57.5 and, and now down to 56 in some locations. Mm. I think this game will be a little bit more defensive-minded than people think. And when I say defensive-minded, uh, I don't mean 13-3 like we saw in the Patriots and Rams, but an expectation this game could be played 28-24 somewhere in that ballpark doesn't feel like that big a reach.
Todd, I think there's going to be a record-breaking game in, in the amount of money bet on the game. And not only that, I think props is going to be through the roof, especially when you've got Tom Brady um, to deal with in Mahomes. I think props will be a big thing this, uh, this time around. 100%. Uh, this game has all the makings of a clash of the Titans. And when you look for star power, this game has it in spades with a defending champion in the Kansas City Chiefs in the face of the NFL going forward. And Tom Brady, who clearly wants to remind all of us that the sand may be ticking through the hourglass, but he's far from done in terms of performing at a high level. And you look at some of the skill position talent that will be out there on both sides. Uh, there's no doubt this game poised to break all sorts of records, especially when you have brand new states that have come online in Michigan and Virginia just in the last 48 hours or so. When we look at the Super Bowl, I think we're going to look back uh, on some of the Nevada numbers in years past and go, man, that's all that was really bet on these games is sports betting truly becomes uh, the national pastime. Wow. I'm telling you what, um, I'm not feeling really good about Oklahoma. Uh, you got to think we got some time. But, Todd, as I start looking around places that could be legal, we're, we're getting there more and more. Like, what, Louisiana's pretty close right now. Uh, what, Virginia just passed, right? So they're in good shape. I mean, we're, we're seeing this expand almost by the minute where sports betting is legal. For sure. And when you look at some of the states that are building a lot of positive momentum, some of the ones you're going to want to keep tabs on, Connecticut, uh, New York, all, both seem poised moving in the right direction. Maryland and Ohio could be next in line for online platforms. Unfortunately for you in Oklahoma, Chris, it's going to take a little while. The same thing with uh, the state of Texas and a couple of the other spots. One of the big markets, though, that I'm very curious to see how quickly it moves along or how slowly would be California, because you have a lot of conflicting interests between some of the casino operators uh, and some of the tribal lands that are there. If those entities can get on the same page, California becomes the next golden goose. Uh, but as long as we continue to see progress, uh, I think when we have this discussion five to ten years down the road, uh, we're going to be talking about 45 states or maybe even more that have some form of legalized sports betting. Todd, by the way, how long is it going to take for the props to come out? About a week or so? Is that Do we have to wait that long or what? You know, most of the books I've spoken to, Arnie, uh, they're pretty optimistic that they're going to try and get some of the generic player props out as early as tomorrow. And you may see Ooh. some of these shops come up Tuesday or Wednesday. It's really become an arms race for a lot of these operations to try and get be first to market, even if they don't have airtight numbers, just to try and generate some of that buzz and betting handle. And I think when you have such strong operators like a FanDuel out there that's a major player in the daily fantasy space, it's a little bit easier to shape your numbers around individual player props than it used to be years in the past when you had a lot of guys sitting around spending 72 to 96 hours trying to comb through everything and make sure they could put up numbers that the wise guys wouldn't pick apart. I, I need the props. Who else is going to bet that there'll be two safeties in the game? I need those things. You know that, right? You know, Artie, you can chase down any of those props, two safeties in a game. Will the game go to overtime? A lot of those. Uh, as we know, there's a reason that books continue to hold such a high percentage on props. That's part of the big reason why. Oh, I love it. I Todd, love what a fun stuff. week, man. Uh, fun two weeks, I should say. Enjoy mm. and we appreciate your perspective here on Fox Sports Radio, man. Have great shows this week. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Stay safe out there and looking forward to chatting next week. Yeah, Thanks, Todd. Wait. Todd Furman, you'll see him on FS1's Fox love that Bet stuff. Live this week as they count down to the Super Bowl. Uh, we're counting down to Steve Sager, who comes strolling into the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. What's going on, Steve? I'm staying with the Sager next year when I come out for the Super Bowl in L.A. <laughs> That's good advance notice to change the locks. Wow! Tampa Bay and Kansas City with conference championship victories. Guys, the record that Patrick Mahomes has as Chiefs quarterback when he's leading at halftime, 25-1. and 
The one loss when he had a halftime lead was a Thursday night game a couple years ago on Fox when the Chargers got two touchdowns in the last four minutes and a two-point conversion in the final seconds to win 29-28. Aside from that, Mahomes would literally be undefeated in his career when leading at halftime. That is unreal. And I'm starting to hate him now. <laughs> it took you a while to work up to Brady. It should take you a while for Mahomes. Kansas City eliminated Buffalo 38-24 to win the AFC crowns. Mahomes in three short touchdown passes. But Travis Kelsey had 13 catches for 118 yards, two scores. Someone going to guard that guy? Same thing. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 172 yards. Supporting that comment is the fact that the Bills' coverage on over half of the routes from these two receivers, there was an average of four and a half yards of separation. Cushion. Jeez. In fact, they uh, half the times that when Tredavious White was guarding one of those two, they threw to one of those two because they kept piling up the catches. In fact, when, when Tredavious White of the Bills was covering anybody else, that's 23 routes no times was he thrown at but when Kelsey and Hill and again they were getting good separation they had success after success in fact it was pretty early that the stat came out that Travis Kelsey now has 10 straight games with at least seven catches including playoffs since at least 1950 the only other guys to have 10 straight games at least seven catches Julian Edelman and Antonio Brown. And, of course, he didn't stop at seven catches tonight. He wound up with 13 receptions, which Mm. is a record for a conference championship game. It breaks Michael Irvin's mark. And one other Kelsey mark, most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season, including playoffs. The old record about a decade ago, Rob Gronkowski at about 1,600 yards. So Kansas City advances. The defending champs are in the Super Bowl, even though they were down 9 nothing in the first quarter. And Josh Allen had two touchdowns, one interception, sacked four times. Tampa Bay's win was at Green Bay 31-26 in the NFC title game. Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times. He did have 346 yards passing, three touchdowns, one pick. The Bucs led 28-10 early in the second half, and then Brady threw the three interceptions on their next three drives. But the Bucs have won seven in a row. Now, a lot of people, me included, didn't take the winning streak seriously at first. After all, the first five wins in the streak were against Minnesota, Atlanta twice, Detroit, Washington to open the playoffs, a losing record. But they had lost to New Orleans twice during the season and then beat them last week. They win at Green Bay, sacking Rodgers the five times. This good defense goes up against a Chiefs offense, maybe missing both tackles in a couple of weeks as Tampa hosts the Super Bowl on February the 7th. In the NBA, the late game was in Portland. It has just gone final. Blazers hold on 116-113 over the Knicks. Damian Lillard, 39 points and 8 assists. San Antonio beat Washington 121-101. You know, Washington hadn't played a game in nearly two weeks. They'd missed six games due to the virus outbreak. All-star break for them. They are, It's essentially what it was. We're, we're not going to have an all-star game in basketball. We don't even have a second-half schedule in the NBA yet <laughs> this year. But Washington is 3-9 and nine so far. Russell Westbrook did play. He was 3-for-11 shooting. That was his first game in over two weeks. That's pretty good. Bradley Beal, 31 points in the loss. And Boston ripped Cleveland 141-103. to It was a 7 17-point lead after the first quarter and got worse after that. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, 33 points. Not bad. And he only played 19 minutes. Wow. That is a league record. Most points 
in under 20 minutes of play since at least 1955. 33 points wow. in 19 minutes on the court. The Celtics end a three-game losing streak. Back to you. Thanks a lot, Steve. As we come to you tonight live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on car insurance. More from DeSager coming up here in mere moments. I, I've got so much still to get to. And we have Matt Verderan next hour as well. So I don't know how we're going to fit all this in, Arnie, and still get to our post-game sound and our tweets. It's just, I, I, we have, like we joked about after we talked with Peter, we haven't really got a chance to talk about the Matt Stafford news from yesterday. Yeah. We haven't talked about the latest Deshaun Watson news, but there'll be plenty of time for that because, by God, we've got a Super Bowl to break down. And Tom Brady has taken the Buccaneers to this Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just consistently find that extra gear when they need to. It's it's incredible. We need to, I know you're not big on coaches. I know you couldn't care less. Well, I, I mean, it's proved my point now, doesn't it? What, with Tom Brady? Yeah, of course it does. Yes, coaches do not matter at all, Arnie. They should all be fired. <laughs> uh, and, and it just doesn't matter. But could I offer you a little bit of praise for what Andy Reid has done in Kansas City? Yeah. I mean, prior to Andy Reid, taking over for the Chiefs. I mean, this is a team that the only reason they were in the AFC Championship game, which had been talked about quite a bit this week because it was the Bills and the Chiefs, the only reason they were there was because Joe Montana had basically took taken his victory lap and had, what, a couple incredible seasons with the Chiefs. They went 11-5 and five in 1993 uh, and lost to the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Since then... Before Andy Reid took over, Arnie, they hadn't even won a playoff game. Wow. I mean, I didn't realize this, and it's in, I'm not just saying this because my partner Josh Helmer on my local show is a diehard Chiefs fan and because it pains me so much to see Kansas City this damn good. But, I mean, think about this. They had not won since, since playing in that AFC championship game with Joe Montana. Hadn't won a playoff game until 2015. Whenever, what, Alex Smith, and they beat the Texans, and then they right. ended up losing to the Patriots. They hadn't advanced beyond the divisional playoffs until some dude wearing number 15 came on board. And now, I don't know how you feel, but do we start using the D word? I mean, it's almost dynastic in what they have right now and how all these contracts are shaping up for them. With Kelsey and Hill being around for a while, what Spagnola has done with the defense, I mean, Damn, Arnie, they're not going anywhere for a while. No, but you know what? Mahomes didn't have the greatest game in the Super Bowl last year. Could you imagine had they lost? What would we say in this time around? He's got to get that W. He's got to get that first one before he could be an all-time great. How history would have changed things um, if, if that would have happened. Now, of course, we're going to consider him as perhaps one of the all-time greats because he's got one and many more to go if he gets this one. But uh, that's, the, that's the point. And, I mean, you don't want to give credit to Andy Reid. I understand it. I do. Look, he was always a good coach. Look what, look what he did um, prior coming over to Kansas City. I mean, he's always done a good job out there. I, he, I, the it's Eagles just that he's never won it, though. Yeah, so I am uh, – it's, it's with a heavy heart tonight that I have to report to you, Arnie, that yes. not only are the Chiefs damn good, but by God, they're not going anywhere. And that's – he got hurt last week. He got hurt. And they brought in Chad Henney who somehow kept them alive in a game that no momentum was on their sideline. We didn't even know what the injury was. Uh, he even, you know, there's a couple times where Mahomes looked a little hobbled with that foot thing running it tonight. Nothing too severe, but 
Uh, Kansas City, just an, an incredible story of turning an entire franchise around. And it took a commitment to Andy Reid, some uh, creativity and moving up in the draft and buying into a quarterback that, let's face it, everyone now looks back and says, oh, I would have taken Patrick Mahomes. No, you didn't. Nobody <laughs> thought he was going to be a superstar. Everyone thought he turned the ball over too much. In fact, now they even have this stupid stat that's like, well, he throws a lot of interceptable passes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, Arnie. And they and they don't run the football very much. They chose to run the football what the last time they played the Bills, the opening week of the season against the Texans, and they just they're just incredible. And and it's impressive to see right now. You they're know, really I, building something. I was trying to figure out how do you beat Mahomes. Uh, we had Sal Capaccio on last night. He said that the first time um, the Bills played Kansas City and they had lost, they had not blitzed the whole game. First time that had happened in five years. I go, well, you can't do that. You can't let him just sit back there and pick you apart. But then again, when you start blitzing him, he picks you apart. I'm not sure what's the best um, form of action to go up against Kansas City and Mahomes. So real quick before we grab a break, as I've just sat here and just um, basically almost injured myself in heaping praise on the Chiefs. How close are the Bills? In other words, did we see a team that with Josh Allen and obviously what he's developed with Stephon Diggs and what Sean McDermott has done with the defense, you know, Arnie, are they they right there for a while? Because I kind of think they are. Oh, definitely they're there for a while, but they're not as good as Kansas City. They'll always be the bridesmaids um, as long as they have to go up against Kansas City. That doesn't mean they can't win any one given game. It's not like a, a best of seven series, but they're, you know, they got a young quarterback. When you've got that young quarterback, you're, you'll be around a long, long time unless he regresses for some reason. I, I don't see that. He's actually getting better and much better um, at that point. They've got everything in place. They're going to be happy for a long, long time. Matter of fact, the AFC East, if the Dolphins could you to go on that ride we'll see if the Patriots get back to normal and what happens with the Jets uh, and who they take so it's going to be interesting that whole division I think I think you hit something on the head that's going to be a fun conversation throughout the offseason the trajectory of the east right we all think Miami's on the right path we'll see what they do with their draft picks do they go get Deshaun Watson do the Jets go get Deshaun Watson does New England make a a, a, a big turn with a Matt Stafford or a Matt Ryan whomever they bring in fascinating offseason because now everybody's chasing the Bills in that division. I think they're a damn good team. All right, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios, we'll start hitting some of that post, little post-game sound, plus Matt Verderam coming up next hour yeah. with Arnie and Plank on a championship Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Steve DeSager comes rolling in to help us wrap up our number two. Super Bowl is set. Chiefs and Buccaneers, Steve. And as far as your Belichick joke, guys, last segment, the coaches don't matter. <laughs> Have you seen the Brooklyn Nets? The players who go. said we could be the coach yeah. <laughs> later that same year. Uh, we may have the definitive stat, at least in recent NFL history, of should the Packers have gone for it or settled for the short field goal late today? And that is a legitimate question that certainly will carry into shows tomorrow and beyond. But I love the research that one AP writer does in the Bay Area, Josh Dubow. He actually went back since 2000. A team's down by eight. It's a minute and a half to three minutes remaining in the game. They're in field goal range. Do you go for it? Mm. 17 times a team went for it. 16 of the 17 times they lost the game anyway. 
Oh, mm. Because, okay. remember, you're down eight. You've got to get the touchdown and the two-point conversion. Right, a right. few of those teams got the touchdown and then missed the two-point conversion. One team got the eight points and then lost in overtime anyway. You'll never guess the only team in that situation in the last 20 years that went for it and still wound up winning the game. The Raiders two years ago had a high-scoring game at Cleveland where, against Cleveland where they uh, they failed on the fourth down, but then they got a defensive stop. Scored a touchdown with 30 seconds left, got the tying two-point conversion, and kicked the field goal late in overtime to win 45-42 against the Browns. But usually in the last 20 years in this situation, statistically, I'm not saying that it was a great call or anything, but (laughs) statistically, because you're down eight instead of seven, I'm guessing that's what makes all the difference. By kicking that field goal, Green Bay, really all they did was take the two-point conversion out of the equation, right? Because now they're not down eight anymore. They can just get a touchdown and win, and who cares about the conversion? But uh, it, anyway, it's a great stat that he passed along just in, like in, the, one, in yeah. the last hour. I really do like that one. Well, Tom Brady did have, going into today, an NFL record streak going because his only interceptions thrown on the road this year both came in week one. So he'd gone up to about 380 straight pass attempts on the road without getting one picked off. Made up for it today. Yeah, wow. and then the second half he throws three interceptions on three drives in a row after they were up 28-10 early in the second half. That's only happened one other time in his long career in the NFL, and it was almost 20 years ago when apparently in a 2001 loss at Denver, Brady threw an interception on each of the last four drives for New England. Oh, jeez. But this was a real rarity. He did get the win, and so chalk up another win in his long playoff history. In fact, from the people at Stats, Tom Brady now has more playoff victories since he turned 35 years old than any other quarterback has playoff wins in his whole career. Wow. So I looked up the list, and sure enough, Tom Brady has 17 playoff wins since turning 35. 17. Joe Montana went 16-7 and in his playoff career. John Elway was 14-7. and Peyton Manning was 14-13. and I repeat, since age 35... The guy has won 17 playoff games. Jeez. So unfair. That is just sickening. Even that's a stat where you can't say, ah, well, they play more playoff games now. <laughs> 17! <laughs> 17 wins in the playoffs since he turned 35. That is crazy. Mm. But it was a little odd that they held on to win. I mentioned they nearly blew the lead with the three straight interceptions second half. So they had more turnovers than their opponent. They had fewer yards than their opponent. To do that... In a conference t- championship game on the road, Stats says that's happened about 50 times in conference finals history. Tampa Bay is the first team to do that and still win the game on the road Wow! to wrap up the conference championship. Yeah, I would figure that. So then building up the lead. And what was the key play in building up the lead? The touchdown in the final seconds before halftime on a 39-yard pass. Yikes! A big yikes. And Green- I still like my theory that he didn't know there was an extra two seconds. That's why he went deep. <laughs> Telling you, uh, I got a theory. It's one-on-one coverage. Cover the one guy. <laughs> no, uh, you were going to throw short and go for the field goal. That's what he would have done. Green Bay fumbled on the first drive of the second half, and the Bucks scored a touchdown. Next play, so it wound up uh, Green Bay fifty-three passing plays, only sixteen on the ground, and that's how they go out. Fourteen and four record, and don't forget the Packers missed a two-point try late in the third. The pass was dropped in the end zone. Remember, it was slightly tipped, and on the Packers' last drive, 
They threw incomplete on third and goal at the eight. Rodgers might have been able to run it if you look at the replays from a couple of angles. So they kicked the field goals. Yeah. Yeah. 31-26. Tampa Bay takes it. Tampa will host the Super Bowl February 7th against Mm. the Chiefs. When we come back to the Mm. Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios, this is not the first, nor is it the second, third, or even fourth time that Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady will square off. We'll talk about the history between the two quarterbacks and their teams. And Matt Verderin is staying up late with us. We'll get his perspective on the Super Bowl matchup, plus your tweets. Final hour up ahead with Arnie Plank on Fox. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Final hour. Broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. What am I going to do for my picks? Am I just going to do the one Super Bowl pick? Now, if we do pro- next week, I could do my picks for like an hour. I, I, sure. I love the prop bets. I know. It's, it'll be a three-hour show on Saturday night here on Fox Sports Radio. A three-hour show on Sunday night. All prop bets. All prop bets nonstop. Welcome yeah, back to the show. I love that stuff. <laughs> I get... It was funny. I hear the promo from Clay. I'm that same way. I get a little bit depressed. It's the final day when you have two games. But I also get excited about team building. This comes from a guy who's a fan of a team that constantly doesn't make the playoffs. (laughs) 
And, you know, you look at free agency, it's a fascinating offseason with wide receiver availability, rush-ins. It's fascinating offseason. At least it's starting to shape up to be one for quarterbacks. So my depression lasts about, uh, you know, a couple of minutes because, listen, I, I saw this tweet the other night. Yeah. And it really resonated with me just how wild this offseason could be, Arnie. Because I guess it didn't even register until I read about how much change there has been. There are seven new general managers and head coaches who will be looking to build the team their way. The cap is expected to go down, which will force teams to make tough decisions. And at least one starting quarterback, Matt Stafford, will be traded possibly more. Oh, let's go. By the way, thanks to Adam My Sports Update for that one. Because that to me just says, and look, you have a team that is going to its second straight Super Bowl that shows no signs of slowing down, right? In Kansas City's not going anywhere unless Mahomes suffers a, a, a just an absolutely right. horrific injury, right? Uh, they're not going anywhere. And Tampa's going to the Super Bowl where their biggest addition this offseason was the quarterback position. Now, granted, it was the GOAT. It's Tom Brady. But, Arnie, I think there'll be a lot of teams that look at things and say, well, maybe if we get this quarterback, maybe if we get that wide receiver. I think it's going to be a fascinating offseason. So I don't get too bummed about this being the last weekend of two and, games. And, you know, I was going to tell you, I have uh, was looking at a couple of the mock drafts. I haven't. I don't mean, they're not this. even close. Uh, you see this. some crazy stuff going on. Don't, and Arnie. Uh, don't okay. do this. My, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. What, what are you doing? You're starting something <laughs> that just won't stop. You know, when I you know, mentioned that bad. magic little word, M-O-C-K, it's like a four-letter word, mock oh. drafts. Here we go. But I'm seeing people put, like, uh, Wilson second. I'm like, oh, you got this whole thing crazy, and people trade here and there. And You're right, though. It, it's going to be fantastic. It, it's something that, you know, you and I are going to enjoy in the offseason. My personal favorite mock drafts are the one that project trades. because Yes, you have you to. Know, you have to. So, Sunday, when we play in the Super Bowl, in a week from Sunday, I should say, will actually be the fifth meeting between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Okay. The first four meetings were classics. Um, of course, this is the first time they'll play each other in the, the biggest game of the year because they were both in the same conference. Uh, and I guess I didn't even realize this, but they needed, did the Chiefs during the regular season, a big third down and seven, that little eight-yard play that they ran against, well, it was a one-yard play against Cleveland last week. But 200 yards for Tyreek Hill in the first half, and they needed a play to kind of seal the game late because Brady and the Bucks had come back. Yeah, they scored 14 on the answer, I believe, in the fourth. All four meetings, I don't know why I just, my voice raised an octave there. That's how excited I am. All four meetings, <laughs> Arnie, all four meetings between Brady and Mahomes, have been decided by seven or fewer points. Wow. Wow. How about that? That's great. I didn't know that one. I just remember the game earlier, though. Um, I believe Kansas City had a 17-point lead, so um, oh, yeah. it was a couple of touchdowns in the fourth. They did have to get the first down, but, um, yeah, we'll see. That one was a three-point game, I believe. So, yeah, this, this is going to be – I'm looking forward to this one, no doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were down 20-0 to zero before they could even blink – in that game. I'm sorry, it was 20 to 7 at yeah, halftime yeah. between Kansas City and Tampa, but uh, Tyree Kill in that game by the way, just to refresh your memory. Tyree Kill finished with 13 catches for 269 yards 
and three touchdowns. And I'm pretty sure, Arnie, that 213 of those yards were in the first quarter of that game. So note to Tampa, do a better job covering Tyree Kill. But uh, Tampa, Kansas City, Super Bowl should be fun. Now, and I, what, I still think it's ahead. remarkable that um, on March 20th or March 22nd of 2020, I said that uh, Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, and then changed your mind five times. I well, but I still got that one more, for that part, right? Uh, here's a couple of quick tweets to uh, get us through how segment one of our <laughs> final hour before Matt Verderam joins uh, us. I got some postgame sound to get to. UCLA Dodger Frank writes in and asks... Super Bowl props tied to the show. What will be higher? Daytime high in Arnie's residence in Vermont or Scotty Miller receiving yards? Fair question. <laughs> what is the high supposed to be in Vermont next Sunday? Do you know yet off the top next, of your head? Well, I know today it was about 18, but it's going to go back up. We've had a little cold spell. I think we'll be in the in the 30s, so you can expect it right around there. Oof. I might take the high in Vermont as being higher than Scotty Miller's receiving yards. And how about this? Antonio Brown receptions are number of times Arnie hits the cough button on the Super Bowl Sunday show. Wow. Are we going to be doing the Sunday Super Bowl show like we used in the I'm years planning past? planning on us? it. I mean, I'm just, I sit here and I just, Arnie, I just go where I'm told to go and do what I'm told to do. I'll be ready to roll if you are. I'm but ready to roll. I'm ready to do it. Antonio Brown going to be good to go? I think so. I think he'll play, yeah. Uh, this is from Paul, who writes, I have a hard time seeing how the Chiefs won't three-peat next year. I think the Bills are clearly the second-best team in the AFC, and they aren't close to the Chiefs. Uh, he's right about that, but pump the brakes. they got to win two in a row before they win three in a row, so let's see well, goodbye, Brady. I think Brady. he just meant AFC championships. Oh, okay, I see what so, you're saying. I got but, you, yeah. But I'm, and I'm assuming a lot here, too. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. You've got a 12-4 and Steeler team who's going to have a new quarterback, right? And I don't think it's Dwayne Haskins. Cool that they sign him, but he's not ready to go yet. Is, is, is Miami ready to take that next step? Where does Baltimore go from here? Was Cleveland a one-time thing, or do they finally have that roster right? Who's next to, to replace Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis? Do they make a big splash? Are you just going to bring up market? every team except for the favorites? Well, I'm just saying to try to What catch. about Jacksonville and Urban Meyer? Come on now. Might take some time, Arnie. I know that you're all in right now. I don't think they're going from one and fifteen to fifteen and one, but but, but. I, they'll be better. I mean, you can't be much worse than they were this year. I mean, you won your opening week game and then lose fifteen straight. You got to be better. I guess my point is there's a lot of teams who are positioning positioning themselves to try to get to that next tier. Right? You got the Kansas City Chiefs are kind of on a tier all by themselves. Then in tier two, you have the Ravens and you have the Steelers. We think you have the Titans. You you might have Cleveland. I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see where teams decide to try to build this offseason. Do they try to shore up their defense in the AFC and try to uh, get a little bit more physical with Kansas City? Or do they say, we got to score. Let's go get more well, offensive weapons. It's, it's certainly going to be a trickle-down effect, too. I, I don't want to get sure. into the draft, but it depends on really what oh. the Jets are going to do with Sam Darnold. I don't think that decision's been made, and – um, I don't know if we'll find out if that decision is going to be made until the day of the draft. Hey, that, yeah, let's cut deeper. It d- it depends on what happens at number two, right? Then that if they sell themselves through this virtual scouting world that we're in in 2021, right? That either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or right, Trey Lance or whomever it is that you like as a quarterback is better than what you have right now with Sam Darnold and gives you a better chance to win. 
then there you go, Arnie. You're right. That's where the trickle-down effect truly happens because they move on from Darnold and it sets off a chain reaction. And then, right. you know, what? Or does Miami trade down? There's going to there's uh-huh. be a lot of people maybe, you know, what's going to – the Deshaun Watson thing to me is the biggest uh, question mark. Is he really going to go to the Jets? He says he wants to go there. I, uh, I mean, I guess he's lobbying for it. Uh, how are they going to pull it off? I'm not giving up three first-round picks for this guy. I, I can't wait to see how that one's going to play can, out. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Where did the he wants to go to the Jets originate from? Because I saw a lot. Did I of make that up? Did I make no, that? No, no. Because I saw it out there, <laughs> right? And I saw a lot of people shooting that down rather quickly. Really, I thought Deshaun that was Watson true. Yeah. I think the only thing that you've heard from Deshaun Watson's camp is that he'd be very interested in Miami. I don't think anyone's looking at New York and saying. I got to get there. Well, where was that Deshaun report Watson from? is saying he yeah. wants to go to the Jets? What the hell is wrong with him? I no, mean, he's in a better situation in Houston than he would be with the Jets right now. Was that fake news on Twitter? Is that where that came? No, because it, it seemed like that was all over the place there, Chris. I, I, it kind of blew up, I think, on Saturday. And then I right. think a lot of people saw it and thought, uh, yeah, I'm not really buying Jason Smith Watson. made it worse, I'm sure. <laughs> well, of course he did. Are you kidding me, man? If I'm Jason Smith, I'm selling that like crazy. Uh, and, and then one more quick tweet before we yeah. get to the post. Uh, uh, Brendan writes, imagine this. If Tampa Bay beats Kansas City in this year's Super Bowl, yeah. Tom Brady would have won more Super Bowls by himself than any other team. The Steelers and Patriots have six titles apiece. Wow. That's in, uh, what was DeSager's note? More Super Bowl appearances after the age of 35 than anyone else, any other quarterback has had? Does does this also settle the argument about – I didn't even know there was an argument. Playoff but wins. If, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, Playoff wins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Go ahead, Arnie. I'm sorry. Uh, does this settle the argument on who's better now, uh, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan? Is that even such an argument? Wait, I don't even wait, know. But Why are you bringing this up? This is like June and July content. What are you doing? <laughs> You're ruining the odd couple's my Monday bad, show, bad, Arnie. Yes. What are you doing here? No, I, I do think, though, I love those kind of conversations. I know because those do. are those those never-ending kind of dog chasing its tail conversation it really depends on whose side are you on are you a a Brady guy yeah then you'll defend Brady until you you basically lose your mind if you're a Jordan guy you'll defend Jordan until you by the way the uh the big question I don't know if it's happened yet so tell me if it has I might have missed it um how long will or if he even does Belichick congratulates Tom Brady uh you, you you think that uh he he will. <laughs> Does he have a Twitter account? Can he thank him through his Twitter account? You got to oh, no. thank somehow. You got to put it out there, don't you? You can't just sit quietly and, and not say, hey, congrats, man, for, for getting to the Super Bowl without me and showing everybody that I'm pretty much worthless. It's got to be out there, right? You got to put that out, don't you? If it's Bill Belichick, I would be willing to bet that it's very personal and something that none of us will ever hear. Um, so you mean it's going to be like a uh, just a little text that says, hey, congrats. Congrats. If, if even that, maybe a phone call. <laughs> maybe a smiley face emoji or something. Congrats. Yeah, delete a lap. It'll be a letter, a handwritten letter. Uh, this was one of the more uh, – there, there's tons to get to from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the, the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl again. And obviously Tom Brady, but as, as I've learned from listening to the Ben Maller show, the best stories are always in the loser's locker room. And this is a quote that will be making the rounds quite a bit over the next three to four to five to six days, especially in Packer Nation when Aaron Rodgers was asked about the offseason. There's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. They're just, I'm going to have to take some time away for sure and clear my head and 
just kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's, uh, it's pretty tough right now, especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year. There's always change. That's the only constant in this business. It's really tough to get to this point. Really, really tough, especially with it only being one bye week in the playoffs. It's a grind just to get to this point. And that makes the finality of it all kind of hit you like a ton of bricks. That's why it's a gutting feeling in your stomach. <laughs> you could just sense the absolute oh, frustration. Do you want me to Rogers. translate that for you, too? Go ahead. Oh, what he really meant to say was, geez, how did we choke this one away, man? My career, my legacy is going down the damn toilet. We're never going to win again. I got I gots to get the hell out of here because I'm never going to win another Super Bowl here in Green Bay. I was lucky to win one. I've got to prove I've got to get a second one. Um, I'm going to have to go to the Patriots, damn, and go ahead and win it there. Why would you want to go to the Patriots? What do they have that Green Bay does? And if coaching doesn't matter, Arnie, he's got Devontae Adams, who's better than any receiver the Patriots have had in years. Why the hell would you want to go to New England over Green Bay? He's 26-6 in the last two years. I would think, well, first of all, yeah, he's had a good run there, but how many Super Bowls do you have when it's all said none? Um, you know, when push and shove, you didn't have any there. Matter of fact, though, I actually have a, uh, an article pushing uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Patriots. I just have to find it, but I, I think I sent it to you that uh, there was yeah, already a called, rumor out it's there. It's called Made Up Stuff from Patriot Fans Who Are Crazy.com. <laughs> I mean, if, why? why uh, I, I, I'm, serious. I'm being dead serious. You yes. cover the Patriots every single day. Why in the hell would you want that roster over what Green Bay has, specifically offensively? Well, one, you're still hurt over what they did last year in the draft, okay? Two, um, if you do go back, let's be honest, it's probably only going to be for one more year. So maybe with all the openings now, there's a place that you want to go to um, that might not be available if you had stayed one more year in Green Bay. So there's a couple reasons right off the bat I think I'd want to go. Plus, he hasn't won it since 2010. No, 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 no. You're not answering the question. Why would he want to go to New England? Why wouldn't you want to go somewhere where they have weapons like Dallas? Why wouldn't you want to go somewhere where they have dudes who can go out and make plays, like San Francisco? Well, that, Why would well, that, you want to go to New England? New that's England? fair, but I'd have to get on the phone with Belichick, and I'd say, hey, Bill, this is Aaron. Um, do you want to continue being a loser, look like a loser now that Brady's gone winning Super Bowls, or you want to get back to winning? I'll come over there, but you got to pick up some weapons for me. If not, we'll just go ahead and say how it was always Brady instead of you. So call me back when you've made your decision. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, or you you don't just... think he's going to pick somebody up? He, you don't think Belichick's going to be desperate to be picking people up after what happened to him this year? Of course Sh- he is. Sure. But again, why that? I mean, you're, you sit here and you dump on coaches for yes. three hours, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I want to go play for Belichick. It's like, what the hell? Make up your mind, Arnie. You're, I'm losing my mind trying to follow your train of thought. Follow you, along. Keep you up. crush every single weapon that New England has, and then you're like, well, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would go there. Why? What's that? What's that great meme with the pastor? Why? What? Why? Why? You're forgetting. No are you sense. forgetting? See, you're forgetting what happened in the draft last year. We were, oh my goodness, they took Jordan Love. He's gone. If he didn't have a $40 million contract, they'd trade his butt right now. Yeah. And he won the MVP essentially this year. Right. So right. I, we'll talk to Matt Verderim about it next because he's been staying up late with us. Yes. We'll get his perspective on what's next for Aaron Rodgers and we'll get a sneak peek at the Chiefs. And the Bucks next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour rolling on as we broadcast live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of money on a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Money, you name it, save it. Matt Verderam joins us, covers the NFL for Fansided. Always appreciate him staying up late with us. Matt, I, I just can't say enough. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is one thing. But I pause and just can't help but just be in awe of what Andy Reid has done and you know this. I mean, they hadn't won a, a playoff game since Joe Montana wore the Kansas City Chiefs uniform before Andy Reid came to town. And now he's put this team in that dynastic conversation. Third straight trip to the AFC Championship game. Back-to-back trips to the Super Bowl. This is just something pretty incredible they have rolling right now in KC, isn't it? Yeah. Look, they're 26-1 and in Mahomes' last 27 starts. And Andy Reid at this point, I mean, he comes to Kansas City and Really, the perception and the reality was he was a good coach, maybe even a really good coach, he just could not get over the hump. And, he, and that was true until Mahomes showed up. And that pairing now, I mean, you're, you're a D4 offside penalty away from three straight trips to the Super Bowl. And so I, I think you'll look at them, and yeah, they're one win away from, I don't know if it would be a dynasty yet. You know, I, I think two straight, certainly you're, you're really banging on the door. Um, but they would do something that hasn't been done since 2004 when the Pats did it. It it would be hard to bet against them. It really would be. 
You know, Matt, I think they won it, and we don't bring this up enough. Their defense played well. I mean, if it wasn't for the fumble, um, Buffalo wouldn't even have found the end zone until the fourth quarter. They gave up the three field goals um, in each of the first three quarters, so I think they did a pretty damn good job to, uh, today. Totally agree, and I wrote that on my column that's going up uh, on Monday morning over fan side. Look, the Chiefs' defense at times during the season, you know, they get these big leads and they kind of lose focus and they fall asleep. The defense, in a large part, last week was the reason they won that game. When when Chad Henney had to come in, yes, Henney made a few plays. The defense held up, and we go seventeen points. And then this week, you're right. Look, I mean, they get down nine nothing, and then go on a thirty-eight to six run. Mm. And yet, everybody's going to look at thirty-eight points, and rightfully so. But the other number in that is six. I mean, Buffalo's offense was as good as anybody's second half of the season, and they couldn't do anything against Kansas City. I expect it. You know, Steve Spagnuolo, look, he's a guy who he's been one of the better coordinators in NFL history. If you go and look at his numbers now, he'll be in his fourth Super Bowl going for a third ring. What's been the biggest change you've seen in what Coach Spagnuolo has brought to this defense? I mean, obviously, Tyron Matthews playing out of his mind. Frank Clark's been a big-time difference maker for him, and Chris Jones is just a beast. But where have you seen the biggest adjustment since he took over last year? They're just very unpredictable. You know, when, when the Chiefs were under Bob Sutton, who was a previous coordinator, they pretty much played cover two and they played man coverage underneath at every snap. I mean, almost every single snap. Uh, never blitzed, never ran games up front. With Spagnolo, the Chiefs will show you the same look six times pre-snap and they'll play six different coverages out of it. And it's just very hard. Now, look, Brady is somebody who's been around the league for about 80 years, so he will decipher some of that stuff made better than Mayfield or Allen. But they played earlier in the year. She's got them twice. They picked them off. They confused them. They made it hard. And I think, you know, it's no matter how long you've been around, when you get seven guys up to the line of scrimmage and you have no idea who's coming and who's dropping and what they're doing. And you mentioned Matthew. Look, he's a big part of it because he's so versatile. You know, quarterbacks, when they read their keys, the first thing they read are the safeties. But with Matthew, on any given snap, he could be playing like a linebacker. He could be a corner. He could be the free safety, the strong safety. It makes it very hard to decipher what they do, and Spagnuolo puts them in position to, to really utilize that. Matt, as a Chiefs fan, who were you rooting for in the Tampa-Green Bay game as a fan? Who were you pulling for? I mean, I made my words, Tampa. Tampa. Because, <laughs> because the Packers, to me, look, the Chiefs' weaknesses defensively, they don't they – don't, deal with running backs and tight ends very well in the passing game. Um, I thought, you know, the, the Bucks have a very nice offensive line. The Packers offensive line to me is, is just a notch above. Brady is beyond approach as the greatest quarterback of all time, but he's, he's not Aaron Rodgers at this point. So from a Chiefs stands perspective, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I figured, look, the easier game, even though both I think are difficult games, would be getting Tampa. Um but I expect it to be really interesting and really good. Look, the, the one downside for the Chiefs tonight, Eric Fisher has the Achilles injury. That matters. I mean, the, the Bucks are going to get pressure. They're going to get them all. The question is just, can they do it enough? Because they're going to have to do it all night. We saw last year in Super Bowl. The Niners did it for 53 minutes. It didn't matter. The, the Bucks are going to have to get home all night, and they're going to have to do it probably with only rushing four. Eric Fisher's injury, obviously, as you mentioned, a big issue heading into Super Bowl Sunday. Is there a chance Mitchell Schwartz could be back? What's that depth look like on the offensive line if Fisher is out? So, with my understanding with Schwartz, and I've talked to people all year about this, is it would be surprising if he plays. 
gotcha. It's not impossible, but it would be surprising. So, assuming he doesn't play and Fisher is out, I think you're going to see what you saw at the end of the game tonight, which is Remmers moving from right tackle to left tackle, and then Andrew Wiley kicking out from guard, and then they'll plug Stephen, uh, Stephen Wisniewski into the guard spot. Now, I think Wisniewski actually gives them some toughness. It gives them some more punch inside. I actually think that helps them um, inside. The problem is going to be, look, Wiley, he was asked to do this one other time this year, and even though he struggled at times at guard, he went one-on-one against Cam Jordan in the Superdome and was flustering Jordan enough that Jordan actually punched him and got thrown out of the game. So he played very well. Now, you know, Remmers has been good at right tackle this year. But these were his first snaps at left tackle since 2016. Like, can he hold up? I would expect the Chiefs to move the pocket a little bit, a little bit of a quick game, chip with the backs and tight ends. As bad as the Fisher injury is, the Chiefs are far better off that it happened now than if it happened the first couple plays of the Super Bowl. They have two weeks to prepare. They can scheme it up. I think Andy's going to have plenty of time to figure it out. You know, Matt, I don't know if you realize this, but Patrick Mahomes did not play well in last year's Super Bowl. Matter of fact, if he puts up those type of numbers this year, they'll lose to Tampa if he has less than 300 yards on uh, 26 completions. Well, play all right in the last seven minutes. I mean, it, it was enough. No, I, I was at that game. I covered the game uh, for us over at Fanside. I was up in the press box, and he didn't play well. I, the, the question to me in this game, there's a lot of different paths, in my opinion, for Kansas City to win this game. There's really one path for Tampa, and that's going to be just getting him nonstop for 60 minutes. And I felt the same way last year with the Niners. A lot, to be fair, I thought the Niners had a better shot because they could run the ball so well. See, I think if you're the, if you're the Bucks, you've got to just get home. Now, with or without Fisher, I think they're capable of doing it. But – the problem is whenever you come into these games, at least this is how I see it, when you come into these games and there's only one obvious path, path for a team to win the game, well, the other team knows that too. I mean, Kansas City's going to go into this game going, if we don't let them just blow up the pocket, we're in pretty good shape. So, look, I think the Bucks have a shot. They're a very good team. They have the all-time quarterback under center. They're at home. I mean, they certainly have a shot to win this game. But I do think that the Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point players. I think it's warranted. By the way, just real quick, where do you think Aaron Rodgers plays next year? Oh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Really? Hey, oh. Come on. Yeah, I, there's no <laughs> way. The man's under contract for three more years. I get he's upset at that game, but come on. The, the Packers would have to fold the franchise if they trade him after this season. He'd be done, so done. Thanks, Matt. Uh, I know it's late. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate you staying up late, and we'll be on fan yeah, tomorrow it. to see your article, bud. Thanks, guys. Take care. We'll Take see. care, Matt. Matt Verderam. You, you see, you don't believe me. Now do you believe him? That well, Aaron Tony Romo, I think, year? is a quote saying, talking about one of the quarterbacks that the Patriots could look at um, is Aaron Rodgers. What? This is the Patriot Homer coming out in you. This is what it, Tony it, Romo. It took so many years, and finally we realize that Arnie needs the Patriots to be good. <laughs> All right, one final time tonight, we welcome back in Steve DeSager to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios to wrap it all up. What's up, Steve? Before we get to the conference title games, you'd mentioned that tight end Greg Olson retired on the air today. Yes. He'll be working for Fox TV. The two other NFL notes, the Chargers' new offensive coordinator will be Joe Lombardi from the Saints, according to ESPN. He was quarterback's coach the past five years with New Orleans. But the new Charger head coach, Brandon Staley, 
was a grad transfer quarterback at Mercyhurst in Pennsylvania when Joe Lombardi was the offensive coordinator there in 2005. So knowing each other goes back a while. And now Albert Breer of SI says the Chargers are hiring the new defensive coordinator. It's Broncos defensive backs coach Ronaldo Hill, who worked with Brandon Staley in Staley's one year with the Broncos a couple of years ago. So those NFL notes. Kansas City and Tampa Bay, the conference title game winners. Kansas City eliminated Buffalo 38-24. Patrick Mahomes with three short touchdown passes, 325 yards. You know, in home games, he went 8-1 and one this year, sat out the regular season finale. Josh Allen, two touchdowns, one interception, sacked four times. He had 287 yards passing. In fact, Josh Allen, seven carries, 88 yards on the ground. But the Bills, as far as red zone TDs, just two for five. Oh. Kansas City was five for six in converting red zone into touchdowns. And there's your difference. Travis Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards, two scores. Tyreek Hill, nine catches for 172. Remember Hill had that one catch and run that went for 71 yards. <laughs> Next Gen said he reached 20.7 miles per hour on that play. Tyreek Hill has reached at least 20 miles per hour during a play 12 different times this season, the most in the NFL. Wow. Now that is, I mean, 20 miles an hour, a human running during a game. That really is something. And then remember I had mentioned about that Bucks touchdown pass final seconds before halftime at Green yeah. Bay, the 39-yarder to Scotty Miller. Next Gen said Scotty Miller's top speed on that play was 20.6 miles per hour. Jeez. That was pretty incredible. As mentioned, left tackle Eric Fisher suffered an Achilles injury, so he could miss the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Right tackle Mitchell Swartz has been out since November with the bad back. Running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire returned from injury, had six carries, seven yards tonight, one short touchdown. Running back Le'Veon Bell was out with a knee injury. Chiefs defensive back Bashad Breeland had seven solo tackles after clearing concussion protocol yesterday, and he had been able to practice on a limited basis. So Kansas City beat Buffalo in October on that Monday afternoon game that had been moved from a Thursday night, and they beat Buffalo tonight for the AFC crown, despite trailing 9 nothing in the first quarter. Kansas City scored touchdowns on three straight drives, second quarter, and each of the drives was about 80 yards long. I will say for the Bills, Tyler Bass was 4-for-4 four four on field goals. He had a couple of 51-yarders. He did miss his first extra point kick and hit the top of the upright. But the Chiefs' offense one punt tonight in nine drives. They had a three-and-out the first drive, And then Kansas City had 29 first downs on 58 plays after that until the kneel downs at the end. So after the three and out, literally every other play the rest of the night was a first down for Kansas City. Meanwhile, the Bills only touchdown until late in the game came right after that early fumble recovery at the three, the fumbled punt. Tampa Bay won the NFC crown, winning 31-26 at Green Bay, sacking Aaron Rodgers five times. Tom Brady had three touchdown passes. His team led 28-10 early second half, and then he threw three interceptions on their next three drives, but the Packers settled for two short field goals and lost a close game. So the Bucks on the road went 9-2 and two this year, including the three straight road playoff games. And Green Bay had been 8-1 and one at home until today and temperatures were in the 20s at green bay they had fans there and the home team lost the bucks in october had ripped green bay 38 to 10 and the bucks defense had five sacks that day running back ronald jones at tampa bay 10 carries 16 yards today he had been limited by a quad injury for part of the past week bucks have won seven in a row green bay kicked off six times today 
only one of them reached the end zone. So Tampa Bay ran them back to the 34, to about the 25 a couple times, ran one back to the 45. And then remember, the return man went down on his own before the two-minute warning inexplicably late in the game. But (laughs) keep that in mind because they have a return man with Tampa Bay. So if you don't get the touchbacks, maybe better field position in the next game also for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. And again, Tampa will be hosting this year's Super Bowl February the 7th. To the NBA, Portland took the late game, holding on to beat New York. Damian Lillard, 39 points. Charlotte got a last-second layup from Gordon Hayward to win at Orlando. Hayward with 39 points. Boston ripped Cleveland. Clippers won their seventh straight, beating Oklahoma City. Kawhi Leonard, 34 points. The late game in college hoops on FS1, it was a mere San Diego State 91-59 to win at Air wow. Force. So not quite as bad as a couple of nights ago. Although I've got to mention on the cancellation front, we had NBA Memphis-Sacramento postponed, and tomorrow's Grizzlies game there also postponed. And now Wednesday's Memphis-Chicago game is postponed. Jeez. There was no college game for Nebraska today against Iowa postponed because Nebraska had to pause team activities a couple weeks ago. Twelve people had tested positive for COVID, including the head coach, Fred Hoiberg. And then late last night, we mentioned on the show Michigan Athletics is going to be pausing for up to two weeks after an order from the state health department. It halts all athletic activity for the Wolverines. That includes team practices, individual workouts. The problem is UM Athletics is not just testing positive for the virus. They have issues with the new virus strain, which leads to a faster spread. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, buddy. We'll see you next Sunday night as we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Yeah, I noticed this morning when I was trying to sleep in, a text message hit my inbox. It's seven of bells, Arnie. Remember, you're an hour ahead of all of us. Wow. Three hours on the east co- on the west coast. But that Michigan story is kind of interesting, shutting everything down for a couple of uh, couple of weeks here. Yeah, they're doing that here in Vermont too. They're they're shutting. Um, I think the athletics for a couple weeks and the girls' basketball team decided not to finish out the season. Um, and we only had like 125 new cases. I don't know what's going on. Trouble, man. Vermont trouble. Uh, get a couple of quick tweets in here before we wrap things up, get our final segment. I got some post-game sound from yeah. uh, Pat Mahomes that we need to get to Andy Reid. Though I, I want to play this real quick before I read the, uh, the tweets. Andy Reid, I got a kick out of this. We've got room to get better. I mean, we we've, can improve. We had a couple of things that went a little haywacky today, but we, we stayed on course and we did a lot of good things. So we did more good things than bad things. But this is a, this job's a little bit like, uh, and I'm talking about players and coaches, like being a farmer. And the work's never done. You can always work to get better and uh, as a uh, as a team. So that's what we're going to do here the next couple of weeks. We're playing a heck of a, a heck of a football team in the Buccaneers. Farmer Andy and what he dropped there, haywacky. The things went for him today. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Andy Reid, something else. A couple of quick tweets, as I promised. Uh, UCLA Dodger Frank writes, the Chiefs are signing a free agent quarterback to back up Mahomes and Chad Henney. He knows how to beat Tom Brady, reports our Eli Manning to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to mess with Tom's head a little oh, bit. Oh, I love that. A- I and like Nature that Boy is on that luck side of things. I kind of like what he tweeted. Prediction. We all know Brady has all the luck in the world, so here's what will happen before the Super Bowl. Mahomes' toe will inflate to the size of a baseball. Tyree Kill will twist his ankle. Kelsey and other key defensive players will somehow come down with a stomach flu. By the way, there's still COVID cases. Do you put these guys in a bubble? You have to, right, for two weeks, don't you? Well, T.J. Reeves I, I, I caught me by surprise when he said that the 
uh, visiting team or, or, or the Kansas City team won't be coming for, uh, what, the Friday before. I thought yeah. they would get there like a week ahead of time, get situated um, and kind of quarantine themselves in there. So I, I guess I got that one wrong. No, I, and maybe I think it's an ever-moving target. Maybe the Chiefs and the NFL get together and they say, hey, we don't want to wait until the day before. Let's get our guys there now. Let's quarantine them in this hotel. Right. I don't know, uh, but it's just because it could end up playing a major factor in this game, right? Oh, absolutely, it can. Uh, and then um, you said, I'm sorry, Ralphie Boy writes, got to say, regarding the two point conversion down five by the Packers to try to make it three, don't lose sight of the big play by Indomitian Sue to tip the ball. Yes. Made Still should have been caught, though. Yeah. So, oh, you're right. Still should have yeah. been caught, but it changed the trajectory just the slightest and made all the difference in the world. Oh, and how can a show go by without reading something from KC Sly, who writes, go Chiefs. Real quick, love Mahomes and our offense, but how about their young DBs, Sneed and Ward, studs that no one nationally knows about yet. Diggs was totally shut down today. They yeah, did they did a, nice a good job on him. Down. There's no doubt about that. They they defense won the game for them. I brought that up earlier. What Matt Verder am? I, I'm surprised that uh, the defense not getting a, a lot of credit for what they were able to do. And um, somebody tweeted in, uh, and I'm trying to find it. And said, "Aren they got? Uh, they shanked an extra point. They did get a touchdown. I said they got the touchdown only because of the fumble. Otherwise, they just got the three yeah. field goals. If they didn't get the fumble that was hand gifted to them, they never would have got that touchdown. They wouldn't have had it. You're absolutely right. All right, when we come back i don't know what arnie's gonna pick yeah yeah but we all came here tonight to find out yeah we'll find out as we wrap it up with arnie and plank on fox sports radio and we're coming to you live tonight from the farmers insurance fox sports radio studios call farmers today for a quote great job tonight lead a lap if you missed any of our great interviews from what peter bukowski to tj reeve sideline guy for the buccaneers radio network to Matt Verderam, or even live from Vegas with Todd Furman. You can find yes. it on the podcast page. Simply search Fox Sports Radio Weekends, however you consume pod, podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Pod, whatever it is. So great job, Lee. Awesome job on the uh, wheels of steel tonight for Bobo. Steve DeSager on the updates and the millions and millions of editors and producers behind the scenes making it all possible. All right, I'm as intrigued as anyone. I don't know what you're going to pick tonight. You don't have any props yet. I know no, you're not, not paying yet. attention to college basketball because Arizona – well, even though Arizona did beat Arizona State this week, so you got that. Yeah, I think they'll play it again tomorrow too, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so let's get after it, Arnie. Your picks yes. take us home on a Sunday night. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. I'm just going to go straight to the Super Bowl. I will be the first to give my Super Bowl prediction as I'm wearing my Tampa Bay Tom Brady jersey on. A little, a little snug. I have to lose some pounds, but that's okay. It it feels good. I'm I'm ready to roll. Uh, Tampa Bay is a three to three and a half point underdog, depending on where you look in Vegas. Matter of fact, they uh, opened up uh, Kansas City minus three and a half. They've almost dropped down to three. The over under opened up at fifty seven and a half. Went down to fifty six and a half. I got to tell you, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to beat Kansas City by a score of 31-28. It's going to be a close one. May come down to a last-second field goal on Tampa Bay's behalf. And as the props come out, I'm totally going to bet that uh, Tom Brady's going to be the MVP. Um, And I'm betting on all kinds of over numbers on Mahomes. But I'll have all the props next week, uh, next Sunday. They'll be coming out this week, and I can't wait for that. There'll be all kinds of good ones this year. I know. This is uh, 
kind of a shockingly short edition of Arnie's picks. I, I have nothing else. It, it's football. Oh, that's it. There you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. I, so. I have a question. Yes. Um, you said you're going to put on your Tom Brady Tampa Bay jersey. Didn't you? Yeah. I have it on now. And you said it's a little snug. A little bit. How much weight did you gain during quarantine? <laughs> it's, it's it's a medium. I got a medium. So why'd you get a medium? You are not a medium. He's I'm not. a medium, bro. He's like, seriously, dude? <laughs> it's a little snug. I've had yeah. this jersey for years, even though he's been there. Should have gotten nine the large. Months. My bad. Should have gotten the large. <laughs> or an extra large. Should have gotten the extra large, whichever yeah. one you go with. But, uh, all right, well. It's a less than stellar or triple X. Yes. Thought you might. I mean, there's some NBA games this week. You know, get the always exciting Sixers and Pistons matchup. I'm upset about my Brooklyn Nets right now. So you know, why they're fine. It's early season basketball. Nothing matters until after. You know, I'm one of those guys that's usually about start the season on Christmas. I don't need to start the season until football's over. Yeah, as soon as football's over. Right like, to the playoffs. Yes, <laughs> to playoffs, let's go. Um, you know, a couple of things post game. We haven't really heard from, as Ben has taught us, the loser's locker room from the Buffalo side of things. Here's Josh Allen. That's Coach's decision. And, yeah, well, as we, we had three downs to get in there. Prior, you know, we didn't do our job. So, like I said, lack of communication, lack of uh, basically, it, you idiots Turn the that can't TV figure down. out how Jeez. to mute your stupid Zoom calls are the biggest bane on our society of people trying to do their jobs because you can't un or mute yourself. What he was trying to say, Arnie, is a lot like what Aaron Rodgers said, which is kicking the field goal was a coach's decision. Yeah, so yeah, Aaron, sure it was. Aaron Rodgers had a little shot at Matt LaFleur, and Josh <laughs> Allen had his on Sean McDermott. Arnie, I know this has been a tough week, buddy. Yes, uh, you sir. lost your mom. We love you. I'm glad Thank that you, you were still able to come in tonight, and even though you only gave us one whole pick, can't wait to do this next week, man. <laughs> I appreciate For it. For Bobo and Lee and Steve DeSager, he's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Big Ben Maller is coming See up next. Ya. We'll be back next Sunday night on Fox Sports Radio. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.